Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Shaitanya Charitamrita and in today's uh, session we will go through our study of the introduction of the confidential reasons for the appearance of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as explained in the fourth chapter of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita and this is actually a prelude to the explanation of the fifth verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita the fifth and sixth verses are the subject matter of the entire fourth chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So the first 14 verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita in the first chapter of Adilila are very very powerful and important verses and they have been explained in the course of eight chapters uh, elaborately and this particular chapter fourth chapter is the elaboration of the fifth and sixth verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So today we will study about continue our study of the introduction to this verse. So that is basically um, fourth chapter, 29th verse, all the way through 54th verse. Right? <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Agyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya. Chakshurn Melitam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha Paditanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namun namaha Nama om vishnu padaya krishna preshthaya bhutale Srimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine Namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha sunyavadi paschatya deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadigaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome to this episode of uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita and in today's session as we said we're continuing our study of the introduction to the fifth verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita which is explained in the fourth chapter of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. <coughs> so, oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. So, this is the actual verse. This is taken from the diary of uh, Srila Swarup Damodar Goswami who was the personal secretary of Lord Chaitanya. So, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has borrowed this verse from Swarup Damodar Goswami. Uh, so, we will just chant this verse. <clears throat> I will just chant 
not for you to, I will not wait for you to repeat uh, because we will we have already done this before and we will just uh, I will just chant it if you can follow along please follow along otherwise it's okay Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Hladini Shakti Rasma Ekatmana Vapibhuvi Deha Bhedam Gatautau Chaitanyakyam Prakatamadhuna Tadvayam Chaikyamaktam Radha Bhavad Yutisuvalitam Naomi Krishna Swarupam the loving affairs of Sri Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations of the Lord's internal pleasure-giving potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, they separated themselves eternally. Now these two transcendental identities have again united in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. I bow down to him who has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So this is the meaning of this verse and <clears throat> this verse is explained in 100 verses in this fourth chapter. So in this fourth chapter there are 277 verses in total. The first 100 verses are dedicated to explaining this verse and from 101 to 277 that means 177 verses are employed to explain the sixth verse which is even more um, <laughs> in depth which expands upon this verse even further. So as you can see here, this verse in the fourth chapter of the Adalila is located at the 55th, as the 55th verse. Um, and the f uh, in the, the, sorry, the sixth verse, which is also in this chapter, the explanation of which starts from the 101st verse, the, fifth, the sixth verse only comes at 230th verse. That means 130th verse of its own explanation. Just imagine how much explanation is there prelude to this, these verses. Because what we are discussing now is the most elevated subject matter in the entire universe. It's not an easy subject matter at all. In, in fact, not just easy, not just n not easy. Not easy is... Uh, gross understatement because this is impossible to, for us to understand but still Lord Krishna came here and he enacted his Ras Leela and therefore he wishes uh, for us to have a peep into the Vrajadham which is the transcendental part of Golok Vrindavan where the, these uh, intimate pastimes happen and Lord Krishna had a reason why he had to display such uh, uh, impossible to understand pastimes in this material world where people are always addicted to all kinds of sinful activities. And more so that um, it because it's, it resembles sinful activities of extramarital affairs. So in order for us to get a glimpse or a, a glance at the understanding of these elevated transcendental moods, of conjugal love, Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami very very carefully guides us to these verses. That's why there is so much explanation just prior to these verses. Alright, so we have already read um, 
you know, in our, in our previous session, we have already gone through the thinking of how, of what Krishna thought um, before he came down, how he wanted to taste the mood of Radharani, he wanted to understand himself, he wanted to understand Radharani and he wanted to understand the bliss that the, uh, the Srimati Radharani enjoys in company with Krishna. So, three things, that is actually the sixth verse, the next verse which explains that. But, um, so these are the uh, more confidential reasons for his appearance and his preaching of the holy name is like, by the way, you know, as he is relishing these things, by the way, he also did the preaching of the holy name. So, it's incidental. Um, <laughs> that incidental pastime of preaching the holy name is already the most magnanimous contribution of the Supreme Lord in any of his avatars combined together, which is only the external reason for his appearance. And just imagine how much elevated the internal reason is. We can't even comprehend. But still, the Acharya Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has given us a glimpse in this Chaitanya Charitamrita and therefore Chaitanya Charitamrita is actually a subject meant for very elevated devotees. At least we should have a prelim preliminary understanding of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam before we can even enter into this Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, but being protected by the purports of Srila Prabhupada, we are you know, having this series on Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is actually not uh, capable to be understood by ordinary devotees. So, I am not capable of explaining this, um, but still, just to purify ourselves, we are, you know, explaining and you are hearing all these things, F uh, being protected by the purports of Srila Prabhupada. That's why some people, you know, they read Prabhupada's books, only the translations. That's not correct. You should read the purports, because through Srila Prabhupada's explanations only can we really understand, and that too, of course, with our service attitude. But... We have to take shelter of Srila Prabhupada's purports when we are reading Srila Prabhupada's books. Reading translations, skimming through the translations is another type of reading just to get the flow of the chapter. But to really understand it in depth, we have to uh, read Prabhupada's purports. We cannot do away with them and try to understand this, this subject matter. Alright, so let's continue. Having said all of that, we'll continue with this 29th verse of the 4th chapter of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mo vishaye gopi ganer upapati bhave yoga maya karibeka apana prabhave. The influence of yoga maya will inspire the gopis with the sentiment that I am their paramour. So, you know, as we have seen in the previous verse, you know, he wanted to, you know, taste the mellows of Radharani and. Finally, this is the last verse we have read. Taking these pure devotees with me, I shall descend and sport in various wonderful ways, unknown even in Vaikuntha. I shall broadcast such pastimes by which even I am amazed. So, Krishna himself is amazed with these pastimes. So, that's why he wanted to taste them in the mood of the devotee. So, then there's further explanation of why this is so amazing these uh, these pastimes because forgetfulness of krishna is the act of maya we forget krishna because of the influence of maya mahamaya which is the material energy 
but there is another thing called yoga maya which inspires us to serve Krishna whereas Mahamaya with this material energy inspires us to go after fruitive activity and rejects us I mean makes us reject the transcendental service of the Lord whereas yoga maya inspires us to serve the Lord and in such inspiration uh, of serving the Lord sometimes such inspiration is stunted by an, by a feeling of awe and reverence for the Lord that means oh the Lord is great I am his servant so in that mood that inspiration of un, uninhibited service is sometimes you know uh, checked when by the influence of yoga maya one forgets that position in fact here it will it is said uh, further and we will learn in further verses that even Krishna himself forgets himself by the influence of yoga maya of course how can yoga maya influence Krishna no no it cannot influence but Krishna allows yoga maya to influence himself uh, so that he also forgets his own position as the supreme lord and he becomes subservient to the his intimate devotees like the gopis the parents the friends like that how can Krishna forget something well if he cannot forget that means he is incapable of forgetting how can God be incapable of forgetting he cannot be incapable of anything whether remembering or forgetting if the Lord wants to forget he, he can forget but he knows he forgets in, in a, so actually he remembers that he forgets that means he actually never forgets but still he forgets <laughs> that's the Lord so <clears throat> The influence of Yoga Maya will inspire the gopis with the sentiment that I am their paramour. What is a paramour? Upapati. Upapati means it's a very bad word in the <laughs> in material world. Upapati means a person other than one's husband. A woman who is interested. Pati. Pativrata means one who is chased to the husband. Upapati means another pati. If you if you notice, there is one um, place uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, uh, I think, Keshav Kashmiri, Keshav Kashmiri, uh, Keshav Kashmiri or Sarvabhamatacharya. Okay, let me check. Hmm. This is Keshav Kashmiri. Yes. So, <laughs> there was a challenge. There was a challenge. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Keshav Kashmiri to compose 100 verses about uh, Mother Ganga, on the river Ganga. And he immediately composed in Sanskrit very, very elaborate verses about Ganga. 100 verses very fast not even like oh taking one year two year ten years no immediately then and there he composed 100 beautiful verses about Ganga to show his erudite scholarship then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard all of them and then he said the 64th verse is a mistake huh? what how did you even notice that I mean how did you even remember what I said in the 64th verse and how do you know it's a mistake when I perfectly composed everything. So, um, here, this was the actual verse, the 64th verse. Mahatvam Gangaya Satatam Idam Abhati Nitaram 
Let's see what meter is this. Mahatvam Gangaya Satatam Edam Abhati Nitaram or seventeen. Mahatvam Gangaya Satatam Edam Abhati Nitaram Yadesha Shri Vishnos Charanakamalotpati Subhagam Dvitiya Shri Lakshmir Ivasuranarairarchacharana Bhavani Bharturya Shirasi Vibhavatya Bhutaguna Now you may say, wow, that's so nice, Prabhu, beautiful. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said this is a mistake. <laughs> what is a mistake? He pointed out to this Bhavani Bharthur. You see? And you see, the <coughs> here is the meaning of the verse. The greatness of Mother Ganges always brilliantly exists. She is the most fortunate because she emanated from the lotus feet of Sri Vishnu, the personality of Godhead. She is a second goddess of fortune and therefore she is always worshipped both by demigods and by humanity. Endowed with all wonderful qualities, she flourishes on the head of Lord Shiva. Now, this Lord Shiva is explained by the words Bhavani Bhartu. You see, Bhavani Bhartu is Lord Shiva. That means the husband of Bhavani, who is Durga. Now, what is the fault in this? Let's see. When Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him to explain the meaning of this verse, the champion, very much astonished, inquired from him as follows. I recited all the verse like the blowing wind. How could you completely learn by heart even one among those verses? You see, actually, he was like the wind, you know, he, he chanted all the 100 verses. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu memorized all of them. And then he said, he chanted, he repeated the 64th verse. This entire verse just now we chanted. And he said, this is a mistake. Can you explain this verse? He said. Then Kesho Kashmiri was like, what? How did you even manage to remember by heart all these verses? Even one of these verses, how did you manage to? You know? Then the Lord replied, By the grace of the Lord, someone may become a great poet. And similarly, by his grace, someone else may become a great Shrutidhara who can memorize anything immediately. Satisfied by the statement of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Brahmana Kesho Kashmir explained the quoted verse. Then the Lord said, Now kindly explain the special qualities and faults in the verse. Lord asked him, Brahmana replied, there is not a tinge of fault in that verse. Rather, it has the good qualities of similes and alliteration. Well, well this is all uh, very uh, poetic uh, beauties, you know, um, what is it, embellishments, like, uh, you know, jewels, like Bhavani Bhartu. Bhabha. Okay, I'll, I'll show you another meaning, I mean, uh, another example. You see this verse from the Mukundamala Stotra, fourth verse. Naham vande tavacharana yor dvandva madvandva heto. You see, dvandva madvandva heto. You see, dvandva madvandva heto. Charana yor dvandvam advandva meto. So it, it rhymes very nicely. Naham vande tavacharana yor dvandva madvandva heto. Kumbhi pakam gurumapihare narakam napanetum. Ramya Rama Amruduta Nulata Nandane Napirantum. Now look at this last line. Bhave Bhave Hridaya Bhavane Bhavaye Yam Bhavantam Bhabha 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 Five Bhas in the last line. That is an embellishment of poetic meter. These are these sounds very beautiful. In fact, there is one verse 
which I heard once, but I am unable to find it. That is so beautiful by Srila Rupa Goswami. I think only uh, two, I think da and ma and, or da and ra or something. The whole verse is a, just these two syllables and it sounds beautiful. I will, when I find it, I will share it. I don't know where it is. I need to search for that. One second. Where am I? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, here you can see. When I find that verse, I, I will share with you. Okay. But you see the last line. Bhave bhave hridaya bhavane bhava yeyam bhavantam. Hmm. So these are all alliterations and you know, um, so the Brahmana was saying, you see, rather it has all the good qualities of similes and alliterations, nice similes, you know, like comparisons and alliteration, everything is then the Lord said, my dear sir, I may say something to you if you will not become angry. Can you explain the faults in this verse? There is no doubt that your poetry is full of ingenuity and certainly it has satisfied the Supreme Lord. Yet if we scrutinizingly consider it, we can find both good qualities and faults. The Lord concluded, now therefore let us carefully scrutinize this verse. The poet replied, yes, the verse you have recited is perfectly correct. Then he said, the Lord said, you are an ordinary student of, oh, sorry, <laughs> the Keshav Kashmiri. Actually at this point of time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was called Nimai Pandit. He was only 16 years old. But he defeated this Keshav Kashmiri who was a master, Digvijayi. He, he was called Digvijayi. That means he conquered all directions. There was no scholar like him. Of course, Sarvabham Bhattacharya was there down south. But otherwise, especially in the north and all, almost all of India, he was unconquerable in his uh, Sanskrit erudition and his scholarship. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated him in this conversation. You see, then the Keshav Kashmiri said to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was only 16 years old, You are an ordinary student of grammar. What do you know about literary embellishments? You cannot review this poetry because you do not know anything about it. You know? Taking a humble position, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Because I am not on your level, I have asked you to teach me by explaining the faults and good qualities in your poetry. Certainly, I have not studied the art of literary embellishments, but I have heard about it from higher circles. And thus I can review this verse and find in it many faults and many good qualities. The poet said, Alright, let me see what good qualities and faults you have found. The Lord replied, Let me speak and please hear me about please hear me without becoming angry. My dear sir, in this verse there are five faults and five literary ornaments. You see, he even counted. I shall state them one after another. Kindly hear me and then give your judgment. In this verse, the fault of Avis Avimrishta. Vidheyamsha occurs twice and the faults of Viruddhamati, Bhagnakrama and Punaratta occur once each. Wow! Who can compete with the Lord? <laughs> Look at that. The, the glorification of the Ganges, Mahatvam Gangaya, is the principal unknown subject in this verse and the known subject matter is indicated by the word Idam, which has been placed after the unknown. Again, this was also you know, stated in the by uh, Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami, he also mentioned this point in the previous chapter, like the the incarnations. He explained all the incarnations, I mean, um, in the third chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, and then he said, um, what is that? 1328. So, all the incarnations which are known, they are amsa of 
krishnastu bhagavan swayam so in that way he explained that the subject and the predicate the predicate should not occur before the subject so here the lord is saying uh, that the idam which is the subject is placed after the predicate which is the unknown subject is the known thing and predicate means the unknown thing about the known thing so it enhances your knowledge of the already known thing but if you put the predicate first it's not proper arrangement but of course as we have also learned this before in other in another episode i have told this hanuman reversed this he put the predicate first to because he considered although it was grammatically wrong it was um, in the in the in the rasa in the i mean in the devotional mood it is correct because ram was waiting for hanuman to come back and give him news about sita and hanuman found sita and when he came back he was considering how to reveal this news to lord ram so that his anxiety will reduce so he was thinking shall i say sita was found or i found sita because these are correct ways of telling this um but he said he thought that if i say sita was found by the by the time i say was found after hearing the name sita maybe he will you know faint in anticipation of what was coming because you know um what is that shunyayitam jagat sarvam govinda virahame virahename what is the first line yugayitam uh, nimeshena one moment appears like one yuga one second one moment appears like one whole yuga yuga is usually like 12 years of course kali yuga that is a different age but yuga is usually 12 years so one moment is seeming like 12 years so sita is found so <laughs> it will take a few moments to say that of course now very short still hanuman was so mindful of ram's ecstasy of separation that he wanted to lessen his anxiety you see how he is acting as a servant so he was he was saying in that one moment if he finds that separation and he faints then that will not be desirable then he thought i found sita no sita comes last i you know i am placing the importance on me no what ram wants to hear he wants to hear that she was found okay then he decided i will say found sita that's it so when ram will hear the word found that's it he will be he will be uh, you know um, contented with that answer you know he will be pacified so in that way he broke the rules of grammar but he kept the uh, etiquette in his perfect service to the lord now here although uh, in a literary composition this is not very good of course for us it's the verse sounds beautiful and wow prabhu nicely chanted prabhu <laughs> anybody would say like that but you see how chaitanya mahaprabhu was analyzed five faults and five good qualities now here is saying this is this is the case vidheya aage kahi paache kahile anuvad ei lagi shloker artha kariyache baad because you have placed the known subject at the end and that which is unknown at the beginning the composition is faulty and the meaning of the words has become doubtful without first mentioning what is known one should not introduce the unknown for that which is which has no solid basis can never be established anywhere this is a verse from the ekadashi ekadashi tattva wow he even quoted from ekadashi tattva where all he is quoting you see chaitanya mahaprabhu of course he is, what is that vedantakrit vedavideva chaham krishna is saying in the bhagavad gita 
What is that? Vedanta, I am the compiler of the Vedas and I am the knower of the Vedas. Of course, he can quote from anywhere, right? <laughs> but just amazing, you see how he has reviewed the verse. Then he said, in the, in the word Dvitiya Sri Lakshmi, <clears throat> a second of all opulent goddess of fortune. The quality of being a second Lakshmi is the unknown. In making this compound word, the meaning became secondary and the original intended meaning was lost. Because the word Dvitiya, second, is the unknown, in, this, in its combination, in this compound word, the intended meaning of equality with Lakshmi is lost. These are very, very technical aspects of poetry. Not only is there the fault Avimrishta Vidheyamsha, but there is also another fault which I shall point out to you. Kindly hear me with great attention. Here is another great fault. You have arranged the word Bhavani Bhartra. <coughs> now, this is actually the point I wanted to make. Because we are actually, if you remember, why we digress to this subject. Upapati Bhava, Yogamaya. By the influence of Yogamaya, the gopis think of Krishna as their paramour. And the Bengali word that was used was Upapati. And that's why we have come to this point, uh, this explanation. So, what is the fault of Upapati in this material world? Here is another great fault. You have arranged the word Bhavani Bhartra to, to your great satisfaction. But, you know, actually, Bha Bha, Bhavani Bhartra, it, it is actually a literary uh, embellishment. Any poet would actually appreciate that. Wow, Bha Bha. You know, like just now, Bhave Bhave, Hridaya Bhavane, Bhavayeyam Bhavantam. How beautiful it sounds. So, <coughs> here, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is criticizing him. You have arranged the word Bhavani Bhartra to your great satisfaction, but this betrays the fault of contradiction. The word Bhavani means the wife of Lord Shiva. You see, Bhavani means already the wife of Lord Shiva is called Bhavani. But when we mention her husband, one might conclude that she has another husband. If, if I say the, the, the husband of the wife of Lord Shiva, that means what? Lord Shiva. Do I address Lord Shiva as the husband of the wife of uh, Lord Shiva? That means himself, right? Or it, it can also mean, mean that she has another husband. You know, it creates a doubt there. So, <laughs> you see how he has analyzed Bhavani. Bhava means already the, um, the uh, Lord Shiva. And Bhavani means the wife of Lord Shiva. And Bhavani Bhartra means the husband of the wife of Lord Shiva. That means, does she have another husband? What are you pointing at? But we, when we mention her husband, one might conclude that she has another husband. It is contradictory to hear that Lord Shiva's wife has another husband. The use of such words in literature creates the fault of Viruddha Matikrit. There's a, there's a Sanskrit technical term like that, you see. If someone says, place this charity in the hand of the husband of the wife of the Brahmana, when we hear these contradictory words, we immediately understand that the Brahmana's wife has another husband. Brahmana Patnir Bhartar Haste Dehadan. You see, place this charity in the hand of the husband of the wife of the Brahmana. The statement by the word Vibhavati flourishes is complete. Qualifying it with the adjective Adbhuta Guna creates the fault of redundancy. There is extraordinary alliteration in, the, in three lines of the verse, but in one line there is no such alliteration. This is the fault of deviation. You have one pattern in three lines and then there is no pattern in another line. Anyway, these are more um, other things. Although... There are five literary ornaments decorating this verse. The entire verse has been spoiled 
by these five most faulty presentations see such a verse which you know was so nice to chant chaitanya mahaprabhu said it is completely faulty and is completely spoiled verse uh, so try to understand it see so that's why upapati it is a very bad thing in this material world but going back Oh, I have completely come out of that. Okay. Four twenty-nine. Upapati bhave, Gopi ganer upapati bhave. No. Influence of yoga maya will inspire the gopis with the sentiment that I am their paramour. So this is a very important thing. Um, there is no such thing. Paramour means. one is supposed the wife is supposed to be chaste to the husband but she is not she is having some other affair but these gopis um similar looking mood for krishna is totally different because by right every soul must be chaste to krishna right but we have deviated like a prostitute and now we have affection for all kinds of materialistic bodily relationships in fact now we are in a state of upapati our material pati actually pati means the lord husband master like that i i'll show you one verse where shukadeva goswami addresses the lord in different ways as pati see our real pati is krishna see here we are supposed to be enjoyed by krishna and our only business is to cooperate with his enjoyment like a chaste wife cooperates with her husband see here in the cha- uh, shrimad bhagavatam canto 2 chapter 4 text 20 sukadev goswami is saying shriya patir yagya pati prajapatir dhiyam patir lokapatir dharapatihi patir gatis chandhaka vrishni satvatam prasidatam me bhagavan satam patihi how many pati you see 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 8 pati in this verse may lord shri krishna who is the worshipable lord of all devotees pati the protector and glory of all the kings like andhaka and vrishni of the yadu dynasty the husband shriya pati of the goddess of fortune goddesses of fortune the director of all sacrifices yagna pati and therefore the leader of all living entities lokapati the controller of all intelligence dhyapati the proprietor of all planets oh this is actually lokapati what is that prajapatir and dhyampati lokapatir dharapati the proprietor of all planets spiritual and material and the supreme incarnation on the earth the supreme all in all be merciful upon me so he is invoking the blessings of the lord by this verse and he addresses the lord as pati in so many ways he is the lord of our intelligence he is the lord of our life prananath so actually he is our real husband we are supposed to be chaste to him that is our spiritual existence now we are behaving like a debauchee like a prostitute having another husband another um, all these affections in the material context are secondary these are actually uh, not our not our constitutional position so the gopis having given up their so called husbands and going to krishna seemingly like a paramour 
it's a trick it's an illusion but it's only a sentiment which increases that um, adventure the sense of adventure in such loving affairs but if you look at it uh, philosophically they have done nothing wrong because they actually belong to krishna everybody even the husbands of the so-called gopis they they also belong to krishna <laughs> virendra is saying now we are patita because krishna is our pati and we have taken a upapati in this material world now we are patita patita means fallen very nicely said <laughs> that is literary embellishment let's let's share that here on the screen you see virendra is saying now we are patita because krishna is our pati and we have accepted upapatis in this material world and actually there is a nice verse in the mukundamala stotra also in the mukundamala 17th verse you see here नाथे नह पुरुषोत्तमे त्रिजगतां एकाधिपे चेतसा सेव्ये स्वस्य पदस्य दातरि परे नारायणे तिष्ठति यम कंचित पुरुषाधमं कतिपय ग्रामेशमल्पार्थदं सेवायै मृगयामहे नरमहो Our master, the personality of Godhead Narayana, who alone rules the three worlds, whom one can serve in meditation and who happily shares his personal domain, is manifest before us. Yet, still we beg for the service of some minor lord of a few villages, some lowly man who can only meagerly reward us. Alas, what foolish wretches we are. So, we have given up um our real husband and have taken on material relationships in this world of course it is not that oh yes prabhu i will also leave my husband no that is not the this is spiritual understanding but then until we reach a platform like the gopis we cannot imitate this behavior and oh, leave the home and take some sanya somewhere and you know, go and to go to krishna where we are, that's not the point here we are talking spiritually now on the spiritual platform we are now behaving like prostitutes but it does not mean that oh we have to immediately relinquish all the material relationships it is not possible overnight one has to attain the mature stage of realization and it is while doing all our material duties here we should still have the devotion to krishna it is not that a chaste wife should abandon now her husband and then go after krishna we cannot imitate these things uh, while doing her worldly duties she has to and not only wife even man also they have to do their according to social customs we have to behave and at the same time we have to uh, cultivate our love for krishna but this is a very exceptional stage where the gopis have completely transcended all rules hmm. because they have pure devotion to krishna where we are not pure you see we are not pure we cannot make such sacrifices we will be called as immoral actually it is not, there is nothing immoral if you surrender to krishna but it is not that uh, we immediately run uh, like what the gopis did that is that is uh, trying to be sahajya uh, posing ourselves equal to gopis so that we can, we, have, we should not do but <clears throat> especially for the uh, men they can uh, of course leave the family and you know go as a 
the boy is trained as a brahmachari and he can, he can become sannyasi. That of course is, is there, but for the woman, <coughs> generally like Kunti Devi, you see, <coughs> she is also as elevated as the gopis. Otherwise, how she can become Krishna's aunt? How she can have maternal affection for Krishna, like Yashoda? Uh, but uh, still, she maintained her family relations, although she has no attraction for it. But she very dutifully maintained all the relations and her behavior in the family. Everything was intact. Hmm. So that's how we should conduct ourselves. But for the man, yes, he can take sannyas, he can become brahmachari. Hmm. That is there. Because the body of the woman does not allow, uh, usually, when one is not liberated, it does not allow them to be able to stay independently like that. That's just the psychology. But anyway, coming back to the point, <coughs> uh, you see this? Yes, still we beg for service of some minor lord of a few villages. We have left our real pati, our real husband, who is the lord of everything, and we have accepted some meager person as our so-called husband, or even for the husband, the wife, you know, or boss, you know, like that. We have accepted our master, somebody who is very fallen. Actually, there is another nice verse from uh, Rukmini Devi in the Srimad Bhagavatam. You see this. Tenth Kanto. Ten sixteen forty five, I think. Yes. Tvakshma shruroma nakakesha pinadhamantar Mamsa sthirakta krimivit kapapitta vatam Jeeva chavam bhajati kantamatir vimudha yate padabjamakarandamajigrati stri. Very nicely said by Rukmini Devi. A woman who fails to relish the fragrance of the honey of your lotus feet becomes totally befooled and thus she accepts as her husband or lover a living corpse covered with skin, whiskers, nails, head hair, and body hair and filled with flesh, bones, blood, parasites, feces mucus, bile and air. She accepts as her husband a dead body. So in this way, Rukmini is saying, you are the real husband. But a woman who fails to understand, woman means, actually we all are Prakriti. Right? We have accepted as our so-called consort, whether it's for the woman, the man, or for the man, the woman, a so-called beloved, who is just actually a bag of uh, disgusting elements. That's why even... Um, Sankracharya has said, Nari stanabharanabhi desham drishtva maga moha vesham etam mamsa vikaram etam mamsa vasadi vikaram manasi vichintaya varam varam. So he said, when you see your so called beautiful woman in this world, be very careful. Don't be distracted by her heavy breasts or her thin waist or her, you know, beautiful features, facial features and all these things. Consider varam varam, consider it over and over again that these things are nothing but transformations of blood, mucus, bile, all kinds of flesh, bones and all kinds of disgusting elements. So we are getting attracted to the body. We have given up the Supreme Lord, Supreme Spirit, who is our real Lord, 
who's our real husband, who's our real protector, and we've accepted somebody else, something else. The body of an insignificant soul, the material body, which is perishable. So, in this way, uh, we have to understand that what the gopis accepted as their so-called paramour is actually their real lord. And not only their lord, all our lord. Ekale Ishwar Krishna are Sabhritya. Only one master, Krishna. Everybody else is his servant. So we are all meant to serve him. So by serving him, it is not that they are uh, transgressing moral principles. In fact, they have come to the complete conclusion of all moral principles. So they, but by the influence of yoga maya, the spiritual energy, in order to inspire them in their service even more, to create a more adventurous uh, dimension to the whole uh, pastime, this sentiment of Krishna is our paramour, you know, we have to hide and go to, go to him. And when these things are there, this increases the adventure in that whole, and it increases the, just like when a movie. If it, the whole story is like plain and flat, nobody likes to you know ah, nothing. But there is so many ups and downs, so many twists and turns in the plot. It becomes exciting and people are on the edge of their seats. I'm not saying that you go and watch movies now. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> so in the same way, um, to create that adventure, to, create the, to increase the loving devotion to Krishna, uh, when there is so much risk involved, and then that loving devotion shines so brightly. And Krishna appreciates such great sacrifices. In fact, Krishna says, I can't even repay you, my dear gopis, for your sacrifice. You see? Uh, that much he becomes obliged and he wants to be obliged. That's why he creates this situation by Yoga Maya. So that's the whole purport of this. But it is not at all immoral. It is the most moral thing that the living entity can do to participate in the Ras Leela of Krishna. Purport. Yoga Maya is the name of the internal potency that makes the Lord forget himself and become an object of love for his pure devotee in different transcendental malus. This Yoga Maya potency creates a spiritual sentiment in the minds of the damsels of Raja by which they think of Lord Krishna as their paramour. This sentiment is never to be compared to mundane illicit sexual love. It has nothing to do with sexual psychology, although the pure love of such devotees seems to be sexual. One should know for certain that nothing can exist in this cosmic manifestation that has no real counterpart in the spiritual field. All material manifestations are emanations of the transcendence. The erotic principles of amorous love reflected in mixed material values are perverted reflections of the reality of spirit. But one cannot understand the reality unless, unless one is sufficiently educated in the spiritual science. That's why this subject is not for the neophyte. It's for the advanced transcendentalist. That's why eventually Prabhupada prohibited us to hear or uh, read verses of Jayadeva Goswami in the Gita Govinda. Except for the Dasavatar Stotra, of course. But other slokas are prohibited for us because we are not, we cannot understand the seemingly erotic pastimes of Lord Krishna with the gopis. Uh, if we are not uh, purified enough to understand these things, we can easily be attracted to mundane sex and that will cause our downfall. So we should not we should respect the sanctity of such literature 
and we should not cross the border when we are not qualified. Just like an illegal immigrant is, will be thrown out and will be punished. Similarly, we cannot behave like an illegal immigrant into the Vrajatham. <laughs> we cannot be an illegal If we try to do, try to illegally go into the Vrajadham, then we will be ousted by the Maya. Instead of being um, protected by Yoga Maya, we will be thrown out by Mahamaya and will be punished for such uh, transgression of etiquette. That's why we should not, uh, you know, enter into these topics without sufficient advancement. And sufficient advancement means not that, Prabhu, I am 20 years in the movement, now I think I can understand Rasalya. Let me read Jayadeva Goswami's Gita Govinda. No. One has to be a pure devotee, completely liberated. That is the benchmark. That is the qualification. We cannot say, Prabhu, I am 25-30 years Prabhu chanting. How can, how can you say that I am not qualified to enter into this Rasalila? Lakshmi herself is not allowed to enter into Rasalila. Now you are greater than Lakshmi. Uh, why we should think like that? Uh, so, I am not saying any of you are saying that, but I am just saying. So, this is um, very, um, this is to be, this is to be revered, but just because they are revealed, we have to respect this literature, this explanations, but <clears throat> we cannot imitate to have understood these things and enter into this. Because even Narutam Das Thakur has, he has said, uh, Thakur, who is so dear devotee of Krishna, you know, Narutam Das Thakur has come into this world just after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all the Panchatattva. <coughs> so, when he was uh, singing, composing songs and when he was doing Kirtan, his kirtan was so beautiful, so melodious and so full of devotion that the Panchatattva, all the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, Gadadhar, Srivas, who have already left this material world, they have descended into that kirtan. When everybody was chanting and dancing, the Panchatattva also came and danced in full ecstasy. Nobody could understand why they were feeling such great joy. Narutunas Thakur could see the Panchatattva and uh, elevated devotees, they could see, but others could not see. But they came and danced to the Narutam Nas Thakur's Kirtan. Now, he is saying, I have no qualification to understand the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. If only Rupa and Raghunath Das Goswami, Rupa Goswami and Raghunath Das Goswami bestow their uh, transcendental mercy upon me, I will have a chance to enter into the understanding of the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. And even the six Goswamis, he they were singing, and the, the, the shloka about them is Srinivas Acharya, he has written, Shad Goswami Ashtaka. There he has said, He Radhe Vraja Devi Ke Chalalite, He Nandasu No Kutaha. Where are you Radharani, where are you Krishna, where are you all the gopis, where are you hiding? They never said, Ah, Krishna is here, Radharani is here, we are always uh, seeing Radha and Krishna. No, they said, where are you? In the separation mood. I am not able to see you. I am unable to see you. They, you see that humility? So we have to understand. That's why that is this is the exact reason I want to start this Vaishnava song series. Like lectures like this on Mondays. I think I will start the next Monday is AM AM. But the next Monday after that, I want to start this songs. <coughs> because in the songs, these moods are very perfectly depicted. I was fortunate enough that in the beginning of my devotional life, 
I, you know, read the songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas. I actually was reading the translations and, you know, each word-to-word meaning and everything. And I, wow, this, these songs are so nice, so beautiful and they really teach us humility. Of course, uh, in the association of devotees we will learn, but we have to take guidance from these songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas, especially in Das Thakur, Losandas Thakur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur especially. Uh, so, all these songs, if you see, very, very humble. Because I have seen many devotees over the past many years. They are in the movement for 30 years sometimes, 20 years, 25, 40 years. They, they have this sense that I, they are important. They, they should be given importance. They should, Of course, you should give importance to senior devotees, but they have to also behave like senior devotees. They are so-called many number of years in the movement, but they've never really entered into the mood of a devotee. They think they are very uh, great devotees and if we don't say anything, something, you know, glorify them a little bit, they will chastise, they will, they will scold. How come you never said anything good about me? Just recently, I had one so-called devotee who is in the movement for, I think, uh, I don't know, 30 plus years maybe. But it is, just being in the movement is not the real thing. Of course, he, he works. Uh, somewhere I don't want to mention the names but you know um, he's chanting he has a family devotees but he said why didn't you why are you not appreciating me you know you have to appreciate me otherwise you know what kind of why are you so puffed up that you're not appreciating me and my family we are all devotees you know you should appreciate you being a devotee you should appreciate you're very puffed up you're not appreciating me like this he was speaking that is not at all a quality of a devotee that is rubbish Absolute rascaldom. So, <clears throat> this is because there is no entering into the mood of a devotee. No humility. Never, I think, read the... May have sung the songs of the Vaishnava Acharya, but never really read the meaning of what these songs mean. Yes, they, are, they sound very nice, sound very beautiful, yes. Along with that, the meaning is so beautiful. And it teaches us how to behave, how to think. We should not be puffed up thinking we are great devotees. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, coming back to the point, um, we should have respect for all these things, but we should ourselves consider, and actually we are, we are in that position of Kanishtha. Uh, I am a very low-grade low devotee. Mm, I should learn a lot. Only when we consider ourselves low, then we, have, uh, then we will have room for improvement. Or we always have room for improvement. At least we will identify the room for improvement when I consider myself low. But when I consider myself perfect devotee, I don't feel the need to improve anymore. I think I'm already there, right near, right at the level of the gopis. <laughs> and then I'll be drinking kopi. I'm thinking I'm a gopi, but I'm drinking kopi. You know, in, 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 Malay, in Malay language here in Singapore, the coffee is called kopi. So, thinking I'm a gopi but drinking kopi. And many devotees actually do this kind of thing. They drink tea and coffee sometimes. I mean, they don't even follow the basic principles. And they're thinking gopis. Don't follow Mangalarati. Gopis. So anyway, let's go to the next verse. So we have to be sufficiently educated in spiritual science. That education comes not with 
scriptural reading scriptural reading is important i'm not saying no you should read prabhupada's books daily one hour but sufficiently educated means also our behavior behavior trinadapi sunichena tarorapi sahishnana these things are important let's let's get over the anartha nivritti stage first and then let's talk about nishtha asakta bhava prema and all these things this is the, that to in prema this is the highest radha krishna where are we qualified to even learn about these things when we are haven't even passed the anartha nivritti stage talking about bhava prema why of course we are now we are reading these things jaitan mahaprabhu why he came but you know let's not try to be like a gopi no that is not that is rubbish <coughs> next ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಸ್ they don't see that you by influence of yoga maya i am now being you know uh, i am forgetting krishna i am feeling like a gopi <laughs> they don't even notice just like we don't notice the influence of mahamaya when we are in maya when i am doing something stupid i don't even know i think there is a verse like that yeah let me show you a person in maya doesn't know he is in maya do you know this when he starts to know that he is in maya then that that is the moment he is coming out of the maya shrimad bhagavatam 5.5.16 what is this uh, lok lokasvayam shreyasi nashtadrishta okay anyway lokasvayam shreyasi nashtadrishter ಸುಖಲೇಶಿಟಿ he plunges into the ocean of suffering such a foolish person does not even know about this so when one is under the influence of mahamaya he doesn't know that he is under the influence of mahamaya similarly when one is under the influence of this yogamaya for intimate you know uh, devotional um, you know in the intimate devotion pastimes uh, like you know fraternal fraternal love parental love and conjugal love they forget they don't know why they are thinking that krishna is their paramour because theoretically like you see rupa goswami for example he is one of the manjaris assistant gopis in his real form in the spiritual world he is called rupa manjari now in in that <coughs> role he is assisting the gopis and you know the gopis are making various plans and you know as the paramours you know as, as their paramour uh, bhava is there so they are making these adventurous plans and how to secretly meet and then rupa manjari is an assistant in all these things in these affairs so he she is participating in all this but when she came down in this world as rupa goswami when he wrote shlokas about philosophy who can defeat rupa goswami in his composition of verses beautiful verses with full meanings inside 
the highest meanings inside those verses. So when they are empowered to preach here, they know full philosophy. But because inspired by Yoga Maya and the spiritual world, they act like, oh, Krishna is our paramour, our real husband is here, and then you know, this creates an adventure. That that's the influence of Yoga Maya. Of course, to even know the spiritual knowledge, like Rupa Goswami has authoritatively described everything, <coughs> that also is influence of Yoga Maya. But the Yoga Maya intensifies her influence and makes the devotee forget the position of the Lord and the position of himself also. And the gopi will think, I am the wife of such and such person. Not because she is attached to such and such person, but she, because her, her attachment to Krishna will increase even more. Will add more and more dimensions, unlimited dimensions in the loving affairs. <coughs> so similarly, Krishna is saying, I also, I don't notice this. Just like in the Mahamaya, people don't notice the influence of Maya. Similarly, Yoga Maya, the devotees don't notice the influence of Yoga Maya. For our minds will always be entranced by one another's beauty and qualities. Just like a boy in this material world. When a girl, he sees a beautiful girl, he's just entranced by, you know, he's in a trance. He's only looking at the girl like that, you know, <laughs> like in a trance by her so-called beautiful face and all these things. He forgets that this is Maya. How Maya is acting and capturing him. He does not notice. He's just entranced by those so-called beauty. Similarly, the, and actually why this happens in this material world? Because it's a perverted reflection of the spiritual world, loving affairs in Krishna and in the Varajadham. These things happen in the spiritual world, but not out of gross ignorance like here, but under the influence of Yoga Maya, which is a so-called spiritual ignorance to enhance the devotion. Okay, so in the purport, in the spiritual sky, the Vaikuntha planets are predominated by Narayan. His devotees have the same features he does. Um, and the exchange of devotion there is on the platform of reverence in Vaikuntha. But above all these Vaikuntha planets is Goloka or Krishna Loka, where the original personality of Godhead Krishna fully manifests his pleasure potency in free loving affairs. Since the devotees in the material world know almost nothing about these affairs, the Lord desires to show these affairs to them. In Goloka Vrindavan, that's why Krishna comes into this world, to show what happens in the spiritual world, the secret, the most secret of all secrets, the Raslila. In Goloka Vrindavan, there is an exchange of love known as Parakya Rasa. It is something like the attraction of a married woman for a man other than her husband. In the material world, this sort of relationship is most abominable because it is a perverted reflection of the Parakya Rasa in the spiritual world, where it is the highest kind of loving affair. Such feelings between the devotee and the Lord are presented by the influence of Yoga Maya. The Bhagavad Gita states that devotees of the highest grade are under the care of Daiva Maya or Yoga Maya. Mahatmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakritimashritaha Ashritaha 9.13 of Bhagavad Gita. Those who are actually great souls, Mahatmas, are fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, always engaged in the service of the Lord. They are under the care of Daivi Prakriti or Yoga Maya. Yoga Maya creates a situation in which the devotee is prepared to transgress all regulative principles simply to love Krishna. A devotee naturally does not like to transgress the laws of reverence for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But by the influence of Yoga Maya, he is prepared to do anything to love the Supreme Lord better. You see, a devotee by nature, they don't want to be disobedient to the Lord. They don't want to uh, lose the respect for the Lord. That is a devotee. But by the influence of Yoga Maya, 
you know he is prepared to do anything to love the supreme lord even in a better capacity those under the spell of material energy cannot at all appreciate the activities of yoga maya for a conditioned soul can hardly understand the pure reciprocation between the lord and his devotee but by executing devotional service under the regulative principles one can become very highly elevated and then begin to appreciate the dealings of pure love under the management of yoga maya in the spiritual loving sentiment induced by the yoga maya potency both lord sri krishna and the damsels of raja forget themselves in spiritual rapture by the influence of such forgetfulness the attractive beauty of the gopis plays a prominent part in the transcendental satisfaction of the lord who has nothing to do with mundane sex because spiritual love of godhead is above everything mundane the gopis superficially seem to transgress the codes of mundane morality this perpetually puzzles mundane moralists that's why mundane so called moralists they cannot understand krishna and his loving affairs with the gopis they always in fact insult krishna saying that he was immoral they don't understand these things <clears throat> they cannot at all understand because they are only concerned with mundane moral principles which are yes by the way important in this material world but all those rules are meant to bring us to the point of always remembering krishna and never forgetting him and if one has come to the point of remembering krishna why should that be counted as a transgression of moral principle all moral principles are meant for that स्मर्तव्यसतम विष्णुर्विस्मर्तव्यो न जातुचित सर्वधि ऑल द रूल्स एंड रेग्युलेशन इन द वेदास इंक्लूडिंग द रूल्स फॉर अ चेस्ट वाइफ पतिव्रता ऑल दीज रूल्स आर मेन्ट फॉर एलिवेशन अल्टिमेटली टू द पॉइंट ऑफ ऑलवेज रिमेम्बरिंग कृष्णा नेवर फर्गेटिंग हिम सो इफ one has attained that position of always remembering krishna and not forgetting him why should that be counted among sinful activities that is the goal of all pious activities there is not just a pious activity but there is a goal of all pious activities hmm so that should never be counted as a sin and krishna certainly whoever serves him becomes free aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshayishami you surrender to me i shall rid you of all sinful reactions so how can he be in sinful reaction how can he commit a sinful action when anybody who serves him becomes free of sinful reaction even a devotee huh? how can he become sinful never so these things have to be understood very carefully this is called um, krishna tatva or evam yovati tatvatah janma karma chame divyam what did krishna say in the bhagavad gita my activities are transcendental don't count don't calculate my activities according to your own mundane speculation you know mundane uh, understanding no divyam janma karma chame divyam evam yovati tatvatah tyaktva deham punarjanmanaiti mametu sarjuna one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode o arjuna but fools who are rascals who have no respect no regard for the lord they do like this avajananti mamudha manushim tanumashritam param bhavam ajananto mama bhuta maheshwaram fools deride me when i descend in the human form they do not know my transcendental nature as a supreme lord of all that be 
they don't understand that he is the lord of the gopis he is the lord of the all devotees and he is the lord of all non devotees including the rascal who is speaking against the lord the lord is providing him this rascal atheist the tongue with which he is blaspheming the lord he is the owner of the gopis he is the owner of everyone he has all rights to enjoy us who are we to have the audacity to you know say that lord krishna is sinful such uh, blasphemy will not affect the lord and will not certainly affect the devotees but it will affect the one who blasphemes when you hit when you punch a mountain the mountain is not going to break my hand is going to break i will be the one who will be um you know injured <clears throat> fracture and then or stay in the hospital so we have to uh, what is the fracture in this in this way in in this context we have to go down to animal species of life you see he says in the bhagavad gita 16th chapter tanaham dvishatah kroran samsareshu naradhamam kshipam yajasram ashubhan asurishve vayonishu those who are envious and mischievous who are the lowest among men <clears throat> i perpetually cast into the ocean of material existence into various demoniac species of life this is the fracture <clears throat> attaining repeated birth amongst the species of demoniac life o son of kunti such persons can never approach me gradually they sink down to the most abominable type of existence so we will be the one who will suffer when we do this kind of nonsense commentary on the lord this perpetually puzzles mundane moralists therefore yogamaya acts to cover the lord and his pastimes from the eyes of mundaneers that's why the lord doesn't appear before the mundaneers because when the lord appears before the mundaneers they will only criticize him because although the lord can be present everywhere and he is present everywhere we don't have the eyes to see him the eyes means the devotion hmm. we don't have the devotion devotion is the key that opens our eyes our you know spiritual eyes and we can see the lord so therefore yogamaya acts to cover the lord and his pastimes from the eyes of mundaneers as confirmed in bhagavad gita 7.25 where the lord says that he reserves the right of not being exposed to anyone everyone naham prakashah sarvasya yogamaya samavritah mudho yamna bhijanati loko mama jamavyayam <coughs> i am never inte- uh, sorry i am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent for them i am covered by my internal potency yogamaya samavritah avritah means covered samavritah means completely covered for them i am covered by my internal potency and therefore they do not know that i am unborn and infallible same thing you kunti devi is saying in the shrimad bhagavatam 1818 and 19 kunti uvacha namasye purusham tvadyam ishwaram prakriteh param alaksham sarvabhutanam antarbahiravasthitam o krishna i offer my obeisances unto you because you are the original personality and are unaffected by the qualities of the material world 
you are existing both within and without everything yet you are invisible to all you are everywhere but still you are invisible because why we don't have devotion maya javanika channam agnyadhoksha jamavyayam nalakshase mudhadrsha nato natyadharo yatha being beyond the range of limited sense perception you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtain of deluding energy when there is a curtain when the curtain closes you cannot see it's like you know we have a curtain in the temple room so when the curtain closes you can't see krishna so what is the curtain that is preventing us from seeing krishna maya javanika channam maya javanika javanika means curtain maya means is deluding energy this maya or yoga maya yoga maya can act as mahamaya mahamaya can act as yoga maya you know <clears throat> just like electricity can be made into hot or cold it can be manipulated to heat the room or it can be manipulated to cool the room same so that's called an air con- air conditioner air conditioner it, it you know conditions the air to a certain you know whatever we want so depending on the want of the supreme lord in how he wants to handle us the same energy of the lord acts in different ways for the devotees she acts as yoga maya for the non devotees acts as mahamaya we may say heater and cooler but ultimately is only electricity similarly uh, for technical reasons we call it yoga maya mahamaya but ultimately it's all the energy of the lord so maya javanika maya is the curtain that there is does not allow us to see krishna and that is there because we don't want uh, to serve him you are invisible to the foolish observer mudhadrsha the sanskrit word is called mudhadrsha nalakshase nalakshase means you are not visible to mudhadrsha the foolish observer how exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized one wears a very good costume one cannot recognize one cannot recognize i think there are some kind of a celebrity videos once sometimes they do this <coughs> uh, on youtube i think there are some videos like that sometimes some uh, long ago one uh, somebody shared with me a soccer player i think even cinema celebrities they do this they make themselves up make up themselves in such a way that nobody can recognize them you know some soccer player will come as an old man you know who cannot walk properly and then he goes to some street soccer players on the street and then you know he he just goes and you know disturbs them a little bit you know and then the children all get angry uh, all the teenagers you know hey who are you you know what are you doing you know what you can't even play properly why are you coming and disturbing us then then um, in the old man you know the so called old man he says okay you know uh, let us have a challenge and whether you win or i win huh you want to challenge us hey we are street soccer experts who are you you are some old fellow then you know okay let's see what skills you have then he will show off all his skills then surprise who is this old man you know what is he doing and then he will remove all his things and oh then everybody gets autograph from him or oh, some famous soccer player something like that so even i think movie actors also they do this kind of thing so you cannot recognize so similarly the lord you know just like these so called soccer players were 
insulting this so called old man the atheists also not knowing the lord they insult him and he doesn't really show he doesn't really take off all his oh oh you are the lord no no he doesn't do that he waits he waits for us to understand he waits for us to change our attitude towards him and then yes he will reveal himself in his full glory so in this way these verses are there so that's why mundane people cannot understand these things the acts of yoga maya make it possible for the lord and the gopis in loving ecstasy to sometimes meet and sometimes separate these transcendental loving affairs of the lord are unimaginable to empiricists involved in the impersonal feature of the absolute truth the mayavadis they cannot at any time understand these things therefore the lord himself appears before the mundaners to bestow upon them the highest form of spiritual realization and also personally relish its essence the lord is so merciful that he himself descends to take the fallen souls back home to the kingdom of godhead where the erotic principles of godhead are, et- are eternally relished in their real form distinct from the perverted sexual love so much adored and indulged in by the fallen souls in their diseased condition kamam hridrogam uh, lust is the disease of the heart in this world everybody is afflicted with this disease uh, <clears throat> his so called erotic uh pastimes of the lord are totally distinct from the sexual uh or erotic affairs of this world the reason the lord displays the raslila is essentially to induce all the fallen souls to give up their diseased morality and religiosity and to attract them to the kingdom of god to enjoy the reality wow okay you see this especially this phrase diseased morality and religiosity <clears throat> what is this diseased morality and religiosity what is diseased religiosity materially motivated religiosity materially motivated morality hmm. so that's why krishna says sarva dharman parityajya mam ekam sharanam vraja give up all kinds of dharma whether it's moral dharma or even karmakanda or any dharma materially motivated maam ekam sharanam vraja aham tvam sarva vapebhyo mokshesham and in the brahma samhita also he says that dharman anyan parityajya maam ekam bhaja vishvasan yadrishi yadrishi shraddha siddhir bhavati tadrishi so he is saying dharman anyan parityajya give up all kinds of dharma and surrender unto me it is not that give up all dharma no you, for a person who is completely irreligious yes he should accept the principles of dharma but he that principles of dharma must come to the point of viraga you see i'll show you there is a nice verse in the shrimad bhagavatam if one is stuck in the religious principles but not advancing further that's when that for those reasons krishna said give up all religious and then rise above so what is above what, what is that above religion it is not above religion it is to understand the goal of all these principles you see here 32356 of shrimad bhagavatam it's very important verse neha yat karma dharmaya na viragaya kalpate na tirtha pada sevayai jeevan api mrtohi saha anyone whose work neha yat karma 
dharmaya anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life if one is doing work karma 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 but he is not that karma is not leading him to dharma that means how how can the karma lead to dharma by giving the results of such karma to yajnarthat karmanonyatra lokoyam karma bandhana chapter 3 text 9 of bhagavad gita when we do work and offer the results to krishna that is that karma will lead us to dharma that is an example so nehayat karma dharmaya anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life huh? anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation now there are stages of advancement karma dharma vairagya and seva so tirthapada seva so one has to climb one has to not remain stagnant at any position in the karma if one is stagnant that is not good that is a means to an end and that is the next end the baton is passed to dharma you know like you know baton you know what is it relay relay competition so the baton is passed so one person runs 100 meters and then you know like four times 100 relay so 100 meters he runs and then he passes the baton to another person and that person carries forward and then that person you know gives the baton to another and like that it's passed around and the final person goes to the reach the finish line so we have to reach the finish line now if the first person is carrying the baton and is running and running and running and is not passing it to anybody else and running off track somewhere oh, what is that <laughs> that's not a relay competition that is <laughs> he's crazy so these principles of gradual elevation are like relay like that you know we have to climb we have to climb to the next step in the ladder next le- next step next level we have to go to and we have to reach the ultimate end we have to know what is the finish line the finish line is not to honestly do our karma all life oh i prabhu i have whole life i worked very honestly for the government or very honestly for the the bank or for very honestly in my office uh, okay that is good that is not good enough that's not good enough have you come to the point of dharma ah no bad stagnant remained in the position of karma whole life that is a good place to start yes but if it does not proceed further now if if another example i'll give you if a student suppose he is in the primary school yes very good boy you know you are studying very good very good but if after 10 years he is still in the primary school what you will say huh now if the boy will say oh, sir you only told me very good boy because i am studying in primary school that's why i remained in primary school only so that i will always remain a good boy no that is not good if you remain there is not good one has to go to secondary one has to pass the exam and go to secondary school when one has gone to secondary school one will one will congratulate wow congratulations secondary oh yeah now you become a good boy you know big boy teenager ah yes i will remain good boy big boy i'll i'll remain in secondary school i'll never go beyond that means what again is nonsense and after 10 20 years still in secondary school means what when you look down upon him hey then then the boy then the man cannot complain that hey you told me that i was a good boy because i came to secondary school now i'm still now why after 20 years you're saying that i'm a fool because you're remaining there okay then okay university when one goes into a good university wow very good very good oh congratulations but then if he remains in the university all throughout 
not good something wrong when he graduates congratulations congratulations but then okay graduation okay i'll always wear my graduation hat and hold a certificate everybody will congratulate me whole life no nobody will go congratulate where is your job what is happening huh job once you get gets the job congratulations after 10 years same job no no promotion what is this so one has to be promoted ha ah. so similarly nehayat karma dharmaya honestly working good not good remain the whole life dharmaya go to dharma <coughs> and that okay somebody okay prabhu i am practicing dharma i am doing all the religious ritualistic ceremonies i am contributing okay i am even sometimes i am contributing to temple in fact i am doing every time you know i am contributing but then what should that lead to it is good to contribute to the temple but it should lead one to higher thing what is that viragaya vairagyam one should become disgusted with materialistic process of life <clears throat> one should not only give his money but also his very life giving money is just money is just one part of our life we have to give our whole life that is a you know end of you know all surrender one has to give our very soul we the soul have to surrender to the lord money is just one of our illusory uh, possessions to give up that money is is good but then one has to understand that not only the money is my uh, not mine not only my money is meant for krishna my body is meant for krishna my family is meant for krishna my my whole soul my life is meant for krishna one has to rise to that understanding see therefore anyone who is religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation oh now i am renounced okay good now i'll remain renounced no even that is also condemned and anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the supreme lord must be considered dead although he is breathing because a dead man he cannot climb the stairs he may be on maybe on the level 25 you know in a building of 100 floors but he cannot climb higher stagnant there only dead man so one who is not advancing in spiritual life he is stagnant in his spiritual progress that means he is dead spiritually and something is wrong going on one must evaluate and then improve oneself <coughs> so that is diseased morality and religiosity it is diseased when it does not elevate us higher higher to the point of complete surrender to krishna krishna in the bhagavad gita has described so many types of yoga karma yoga gyana yoga dhyana yoga so many he, he has explained but finally he said bhakti yoga and especially complete surrender sarva dharman parityajya give up all the kind of dharma surrender to me that is the end of all these things if we haven't come to that point then we are wasting in this wasting time here uh, in the so called dharmic principles so all morality and all religiosity is meant for us to completely and utterly surrender to krishna and if we become averse to surrender to surrendering to krishna based on so called moral principles oh krishna has done immorally by dancing with other people's wives so if our so called morality understanding of morality inhibits our understanding of krishna and his service that means is a diseased morality diseased uh, religiosity just like yudhishthir maharaj he did not want to lie when krishna asked him to lie 
the whole point of honesty and everything, all these principles are meant for us to Tirthapada Sevayai. Come to the point of devotional service. What is devotional service? To follow the instruction of Krishna. That is devotional service. Now, Krishna is giving instruction to lie. If he gives, then if we say that, no, 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 I want to be moralist. That is diseased morality. And that's why Yudhishthira Maharaj had to see hell for one hour before he had to go back. He, he went back to Vaikuntha. You see, uh, of course, Yudhishthira Maharaj is pure devotee, but he, Krishna used his example to teach us what is real morality. So, the reason the Lord displays the Raslila is essentially to induce all the fallen souls to give up their diseased morality and religiosity and to attract them to the kingdom of God to enjoy the reality. Mm. To, To inspire us, therefore, He has shown the example. That's why He brought this Raslila to this material world, which is actually only in the spiritual world. That too, not even in Vaikuntha. Not even in Goloka Vrindavan. In Goloka Vrindavan, yes, but not all parts of Goloka Vrindavan. In the Vrajadham, which is a part of the Goloka Vrindavan. Confidential, extremely confidential. But he brought that all the way down to this material world. Why? He wants to teach us. Just like the gopis have relinquished all dharma, sarvadharman prityaja, mamikam sharanam vrajad. They have done this without having heard the Bhagavad Gita. So, although he told this in the Bhagavad Gita, he demonstrated it by the example of the gopis, how they did it. And... Uh, people want some you know loving uh, loving affairs you know some love in this material world okay fine if you're attracted to that come do the same with me just like the gopis you see so-called immoral love and all that everyone wants such adventure in this life people you know those who are especially immoral they love that adventure in that where that is coming from that is coming from krishna and the gopis but here it is perverted it is horrible sinful So, but Krishna wants to show this other side of it and show how to give up diseased morality and religion, religiosity and surrender to him, which is the true religion, true morality. <coughs> the other example is the four thieves. I have many times described Prabhupada's example. The four thieves, you know, four group of, a group of four bandits, they decided to ransack a village in the night. So, they assembled at the nearby forest and then they said okay once the sun down we'll go this 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 direction and then the before sunrise we'll come back here same meeting place here so they they looted wherever they could and came back in the morning before sunrise okay done okay very good now you have to be honest please take out everything we'll you know share among ourselves equally we should be equal no hiding no cheating we'll be fair we should be honest. He was taking, talking about all these moral principles of honesty, fairness and you know equality and you know no cheating and everything. But all so, such moral principles are based on stolen property. What is the value of such morality? The morality is based on foundation of immorality. So our so-called morality in this material world is on a foundation of immorality. It is not that we should not have moral principles in the world. We should have. But that should raise us to the platform of real morality. Teaching us, uh, the, the scriptures teach us from, to come out of the immoral life, sinful life, to material immoral life, and then transcend to spiritually moral life. 
that is the progression one must go through but if one gets stuck in those material moral principles and uh, condemns spiritual morality thinking it to be sinful like krishna's affairs with the gopis and then become he he blocks his own spiritual advancement see <clears throat> and to attract them to the kingdom of god to enjoy the reality yeah and so the stolen property so everything in the in this world including ourselves our very selves we are all property of the lord we have stolen it from the lord and trying to enjoy it and then trying to have moral principles here and then trying to even judge the lord who is the owner of everything based on our so called moral principles what what stupidity is that hmm. a person who actually understands what the raslila is will certainly hate to indulge in mundane sex life for the realized soul hearing the lord's raslila through the proper channel will result in complete abstinence from material sexual pleasure verse only in the 30th verse second verse how what is the time already one and a half hours passed next dharma chhade rage duhe koroye milan kabhu mile kabhu na mile daivera ghatan pure attachment will unite us even at the expense of moral and religious duties krishna is thinking like this about him and the gopis you know um, pure attachment will unite us even at the expense of moral and religious duties dharma destiny will sometimes bring us together and sometimes separate us how can there be destiny for the lord next question again yoga maya not mahamaya mahamaya creates us creates for us a destiny based on our our karma but yoga maya creates a destiny to increase the loving affairs increase the intensity of loving affairs in, in the spiritual world so this destiny is by the yoga maya potency employed by the lord only <coughs> lord only created this thing the situations but he calls it destiny for our understanding so destiny will sometimes bring us together and sometimes separate us that separation is caused by the so called the gopis having their families and the families prohibiting them from going to krishna and this separation creates a feeling of intense absorption in thought of the lord and it creates a, this adventure of meeting the lord secretly and all these things so it, this this destiny is affected by yoga maya but actually it's 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 just a it's not a immoral thing okay as we've already elaborately discussed about this purport the gopis came out to meet krishna in the dead of night when they heard the sound of his flute shri rupa goswami has accordingly composed a nice verse adi adrila 5.224 that describes the beautiful boy called govinda standing by the ba- bank of the yamuna with his flute to his lips in the shining moonlight those who want to enjoy in the materialistic way of society friendship and love should not go to yamuna to see the form of govinda we have seen this verse many times very beautiful verse स्मेराम भंगीत्रयपरिचिता साचिस्तीर्णदृष्टि वंशीन्यस्ताधरकिशलया उज्ज्वला चंद्रकेण गोविंदाख्या हरतनुमित केशितीर्थोपकंठे मेक्षिष्ठास्तव यदि सखे बंधुसंगेस्तिरंग माइ डियर फ्रेंड इफ यू आर इंडीड अटैच्ड to your worldly friends do not do not look at the smiling face of lord govinda as he stands on the bank of the yamuna at keshighat casting sidelong glances he places his flute to his lips which seem like newly blossomed twigs 
His transcendental body bending in three places appears very bright in the moonlight. So these are some identification marks of this boy whom you should not see if you are interested in materialistic life, materialistic fr friendship, society and love. In other words, if you see this boy, you will forget all these things. The sound of Lord Krishna's flute is so sweet that it has made the gopis forget all about their relationship, relationships with their kinsmen and flee to Krishna in the dead of night. By leaving home in that way, the gopis transgress the Vedic regulations of household life. This indicates that when natural feelings of love for Krishna become fully manifest, a devotee can neglect conventional social rules and regulations. This is for the pure devotees. Don't try to imitate. Yes, Prabhu. My fully, my devotion for, my love for Krishna has become fully manifest. Now I will not follow any more Ekadashi, no more Chaturmasa, no more chanting, no more eating prasadam. I will do any damn thing I like. <laughs> that, that, is, <laughs> that is rubbish. Yeah. When natural feelings of love for Krishna become fully manifest, the devotee can neglect conventional social rules and regulations. In the material world, we are situated in designative positions only. But pure devotional service begins when one is freed from all designations. Sarva upadhi vinirmuktam tatparatvena nirmalam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate. So, sarva upadhi vinirmuktam. Upadhi means designation. We have created for ourselves this designation. I am a member of so and so, so and so family, so and so nation, so and so species, so and so, and so gender. In this way, we have created our identity, so-called misidentity. So, devotional service starts when we come out of that. So, the gopis, effectively what they have done is they have given up all these designations that I belong to this family, I belong to this husband, everything they have given up. You are our real husband, Krishna. So, that is what they effectively have done, practically. What we learn in... In, in, in theory, in the in, in the scriptures, they have practically done it. That's it. There is nothing immoral about it. <clears throat> when love for Krishna is awakened, designative positions are overcome. The spontaneous attraction of Sri Krishna for his dearest parts and parcels generates an enthusiasm that obliges Sri Krishna and the gopis to meet together. Now, the gopis are nothing but who? Mamai Vamsho Jeevaloke Jeevabhutaha Sanatanaha Bhagavad Gita, chapter 15, text 7. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Not only in this conditioned world, but actually even in the spiritual world. Everybody is his fragmental part. So the gopis are also his part and parcel, just as everybody else is, even we are. So, the spontaneous attraction for Shri Krishna, of Sri Krishna for his dearest parts and parcels generates an enthusiasm that obliges Sri Krishna and the gopis to meet together. So actually we are always supposed to be united with the Lord. That desire to unite with the Lord for his pleasure, that is Raslila. The gopis desire to run to Krishna and their actual running to Krishna was this. The desire of the eternal soul to meet his eternal master and serve him, leaving aside all worldly designations. That act of running of the gopis 
to Krishna, being attracted by his flute, completely neglecting their family positions, is the pure, purest activity of the spirit soul. Completely devoid of all material designations. To celebrate this transcendental enthusiasm, there is need of a sentiment of separation from the lover and beloved. You see, to celebrate this transcendental enthusiasm, so that adventure, you know, there is need of a sentiment of separation between the lover and beloved. So, this so-called sentiment of oh, so-called husband and all these things are these separating uh, devices. The husbands are just devices in this whole plan of Krishna meeting with the gopis. And the whole celebration of this transcendental union. In the condition of material tribulation, no one wants the pangs of separation. But in the transcendental form, the very same separation, being absolute in its nature, strengthens the ties of love and enhances the desire for, of the lover and beloved to meet. The period of separation evaluated transcendentally is more relishable than the actual meeting, which lacks the feelings of increasing anticipation because the lover and beloved are both present. Um, I think there is that verse in the last chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, right? Where uh, Radharani says that um, when I see, I think, let me see. She says that when the Krishna is before me, I see him in only one place. But when he is uh, not in front of me, I see the whole world filled with Krishna. You know, where is that? Um, I don't know if you can help me with the <clears throat> if you can help me with that verse it will be I greatly appreciate that I think in the last verse somewhere you know um, Sorry, I'm taking much of your time. Ah, oh, Krishna. Unable to find that. Hmm. 
anyway if you can show me that verse i'll be greatly obliged let me go back so radharani says in that verse that when i when krishna is in front of me i just see him in only one place in front of me but when he is not in front of me in that separation the entire world is filled with krishna and that is more ecstatic than seeing him in one place i relish seeing him everywhere i relish being separated from him so this is very difficult to understand in the material world nobody likes separation but in the spiritual world that is the greatest ecstasy okay so next I shall taste the essence of all these rasas and in this way I shall favor all the devotees. You see, Krishna is thinking, I will come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and I will taste the essence of all these rasas and in this way I shall favor all the devotees. Vrajera <coughs> Vrajera Nirmala Raga Shuni Bhaktagan Raga Marge Bhajajena Chadi Dharma Karma. Then, by hearing about the pure love of the residents of Vraja, devotees will worship me on the path of spontaneous love, abandoning all rituals of religiosity and fruitive activity. So, I want to give, I want them to give up the karma and so called, uh, you know, so called uh, religious du- rituals and all that, and I want to elevate them to the highest thing. Sarvadharman Parityajya. Of course, in Bhagavad Gita, he says, Sarvadharman Parityajya Mamekam Sharanam Braja. Maybe for some many materialistic people, that doesn't sound exciting. What? Give up everything? No, 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 I want to enjoy. So, he is showing by his pastimes. You see, giving up everything and surrendering to me is not devoid of enjoyment. In fact, it is a, it's a complete enjoyment, infinite enjoyment. Look at this, Ras Leela. Can you find a better enjoyment than this? This is what I mean by Sarvadharman Parityajya. That's what Krishna wants to say. Of course, he said as a word in Bhagavad Gita. But then people may say, oh, that's not exciting. Give up everything and, you know, do nothing and just, you know, serve Krishna. How will, how, how will I enjoy life anymore? No, no, no. You will enjoy life better than anything else. Anybody else. And better than ever before. So, that's what Krishna wants to show us. That's why he brought the Raslila here to give us a glimpse of what is that surrender and giving up everything means. It is not... Uh, giving up happiness. It is actually the supreme happiness. So, he wants us to give up all our so-called karma and dharma and take up complete Krishna consciousness. So, that is Krishna's desire. Purport. Many realized souls such as Raghunath Das Goswami and King Kulashekhar have recommended uh, with great emphasis that one develop this spontaneous love of Godhead even at the risk of transgressing all the traditional codes of morality and religiosity. Sri Raghunath Das Goswami, one of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, has written in his prayers called the Manah Shiksha that one should simply worship Radha and Krishna with all attention. Nadharmam Nadharmam Shrutigana Niruktam Kelakuru. Of course, this is one line of the full verse, four lines are there. But you see how nicely this verse is even composed. The, you know, the embellishments, the nice. You see, Nadharmam Nadharmam. What is that? Na dharmam, na adharmam. Na adharmam together puts, uh, put together as, uh, becomes na dharmam. Na dharmam, na dharmam, shrutigana niruktam kelakuru. 
one should not be much interested in performing Vedic rituals or simply following rules and regulations. King Kulashekar has written similarly in his book Mukundamala Stotra, verse 5. Nastha dharme navasunichaye naiva kamo pabhoge yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan purva karmanurupam I have no attraction for performing religious rituals or holding any earthly kingdom. I do not care for sense enjoyments. Let them appear and disappear in accordance with my previous deeds. My only desire is to be fixed in devotional service to the lotus feet of the Lord. Even though I may continue to take birth here life after life. Complete disinterest in all kinds of karma and dharma. Na astha. Astha means respect. You see, if you go to word to word meaning in the Mukundamala Stotra, see, I have lost all respect. You see, nastha, special regard. Na means not. Na astha. Astha means special regard and respect. I think there is in India there is a TV channel called Astha, the religious channel. All kinds of Mayavadis also come and speak like that. Anyway, that Astha means religious, you know, special respect, you know, reverence for religious. He said, Nastha Dharme, I have no special regard for religiosity, so called religiosity, diseased religiosity. Nastha Dharme, Navasunichaye. Vasunichaye means for the accumulation of wealth. Naiva kama upabhoge. Upabhoge means for sense enjoyment. Kama upabhoge means sense enjoyment. Yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan. Purva karmanu rupam. Yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan. Whatever has to happen, let it happen. I'm not, you know, like, you know, when there's some problem, people will come to God and, oh, please remove me, uh, remove this problem from my life. No, 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 let whatever has to happen, happen. If it, if it has to be a problem, let it be. If it has to be some so-called success, let it be. I don't, I'm not bothered with this. According to my previous karma, whatever has to happen, let it happen. Yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan purva karmanu rupam. Etat prarthyam mamabahumatam janma janmantarepi. So, etat prarthyam, I have only one special request from you. This is my uh, desire. This is my prayer. What is that? What I want? Bahumatam. With full, uh, with uh, great hope, I am asking you this. And with great respect. What is that? Janma Janmantarepi. Even though it may be birth after birth, I am not asking you for liberation. Nothing. Tvat Padam Bhoruha Yuga Gata. I want your two lotus feet. Uh, the attraction towards your lotus feet. Without deviation, nishchala. Chanchala means always, uh, what is that? Fickle minded. Nishchala means chala. Chala means, you know, in Hindi also chal means go. Chal means let's go. Chal chaliye. You know? <laughs> so, chala means to move. Nishchala means no, without movement. Chanchala means moving here and there. So, Tvat Padam Bhoroha Yuga Gata Nischala Bhaktir Undeviated Devotion to your lotus feet. 
life after life even if it be life after life i want undeviated devotional service to your lotus feet similar verse is there by who you know uh, madhavendra puri i'll show you madhavendra puri also composed a verse similar like this in the bhagavad gita in the purport of 2.60 oh no not this one uh, 2.52 i think yes you see what he said sandhya vandana bhadramastu bhavato bho snana tubhyam namo bho deva pitaras chatarpana vidho naham kshamah kshamyatam yatra kvapi nishadya yadava kulottamasya kamsadvishaham smaram smaram agham harami tadalam manye ki manye name sandhyavandana bhadramastu bhavato bho snanatubhyam namo oh my prayers three times a day sandhyavandanam all glory to you namaskar big namaskar for you oh bathing snanam tubhyam namo i offer my dandavat pranams to you i offer my obeisances to you oh demigods devatas oh forefathers please excuse me why for my inability to offer you my respects now wherever i sit i can remember the great descendant of the yadu dynasty krishna the enemy of kamsa and thereby i can free myself from all sinful bondage i think this is sufficient for me no respect for religious ritualistic performances although he may not do but he does not disgrace others from doing who are you know not on the level of understanding not on the level of realization uh, they must do they must follow and slowly rise to the platform of this understanding um of course as a devotee in our hari krishna movement we don't have to do any ritualistic ceremonies because this is the highest we are already doing the highest you should have the understanding hmm. <coughs> so in this way these are explained i think who has shared with me some verse one second just give me a moment hmm? ಗೋಸ್ವಾಮೀಸ್ ಪದ್ಯಾವಳಿ ಸೊ ರಾಧಿಕಾ ಸಖಿ ಮಾತಾಜಿ ಸೆಂಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ರೂಪಗೋಸ್ವಾಮೀಸ್ ಪದ್ಯಾವಳಿ ಓಕೆ ಸಂಗಮ ವಿರಹೇ ವಿರಹ ವಿಕಲ್ಪೇ ವರಮಿಹ ವಿರಹೋ ನ ಸಂಗಮಸ್ತೇ ಸೈವ ತೈಕ ತ್ರಿಭುವನ ಅಪಿ ತನ್ಮಯ ವಿರಹೇ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಿಕಾ ಸೆಡ್ when i consider the difference between union and separation i think that separation is better when i'm together with krishna i i see him only at one place but when he's away from me i see all the three worlds filled with, filled with him oh so this is not in the cc at all okay all right okay let's go back to them thank you very much for that reference um 
Okay, coming back to this. Next verse, Chetan Charitamrita 4.34 Anugrahaya bhaktanam manusham dehama shritaham Bhajateta drishi krida yahashrutva tatparo bhavet Krishna manifests his eternal human-like form and performs his pastimes to show mercy to the devotees. Having heard such pastimes, one should engage in service to him. This text is from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.33.36. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has innumerable expansions of his transcendental form who exist, who eternally exist in the spiritual world. This material world is only a perverted reflection of the spiritual world where everything is manifested without inebriety or fault, without fault. There, <clears throat> everything is in its original existence, free from the domination of time. Time cannot deteriorate or interfere with the conditions in the spiritual world. You see, time cannot deteriorate or interfere with the conditions in the spiritual world. Where different manifestations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are the recipients of the worship of different living entities in their constitutional spiritual positions. In the spiritual world, all existence is unadulterated goodness. The goodness found in the material world is contaminated by the modes of passion and ignorance. The saying that the human form of life is the best position for devotional service has its special significance because only in this form can a living entity revive his eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The human form is considered the highest state in the cycle of the species of life in the material world. If one takes advantage of this highest kind of material form, one can regain his position of devotional service to the Lord. Incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead appear in all the species of life, although this is inconceivable to the human brain. See here, Prabhupada is making a point, very interesting point. Incarnations of Krishna happen in every species of life. Of course, we know some, like Matsya as a fish, Kurma as a tortoise. But then, in all species means in all the 8.4 million species. It means even as a tree, even as a plant. You know, even as an insect. But as Prabhupada mentions here, this is inconceivable to the human brain. But when he comes in those forms, we cannot completely relate with him. We may not. And in our human form, it is easy. Just like, okay, for example, a pig in this material world. When he, she, when he sees a female pig, he becomes sexually aroused and he has actual sex with him. Now, for a human, when he sees a pig, it doesn't arouse any sexual feeling. Um, it arouses maybe disgust. He cannot appreciate the so-called beauty of a female pig as the male pig appreciates. All pigs look the same for us. <laughs> but um, a female human is attractive to a, a human male so why I am saying these things because that's what actually Srila Prabhupada is mentioning here um, the Supreme Lord he uh, comes in different all species of life but See, the Lord's pastimes are differentiated according to the appreciating capacity of the different types of bodies of the living entities. The Supreme Lord bestows the most merciful benediction upon human society when He appears in His human form. It is then that humanity gets the opportunity to engage in different kinds of eternal service to the Lord. 
now when he came as uh, varaha matsya we can appreciate of course his great activities but then how to how can humans actually participate in his service of course there are great sages who you know chanted nice verses when varaha came and you know when narasimhadev came how to uh like freely engage in service uh, so just like we cannot freely engage with animals but we can freely engage with humans you see in loving affairs the attraction is there in among human to human and animals have among themselves in their own species so when the lord comes in those different species he inspires those different species here it is said how how they get inspired we can't even com- conceive this and that's a subject matter that the lord has lord uh, you know it's his own uh, pastime we cannot even comprehend but we can at least comprehend his human like activities which attract us toward him and therefore there is a great opportunity when the lord comes uh, among human beings that we can completely relate with what he is doing with completely relate with all the feelings because they are so human like it is not that he has become a human or no in fact the lord has made the human being body similar to his original body and given us the power to understand the lord and his devotion and devotional service and all these things so therefore this human form of life is a great opportunity to understand these things and the lord also comes among the humans to make us understand these different things you see so when the supreme lord bestows is the most merciful benediction upon human society when he appears in his human form it is then that humanity gets the opportunity to engage in different kinds of eternal service to the lord special natural appreciation of the descriptions of a particular pastime of godhead indicates the constitutional position of a living entity adoration servitorship friendship parental affection and conjugal love are the prime are the five primary relationships with krishna the highest perfectional stage of the conjugal relationship enriched by many sentiments gives the maximum relishable mellow to the devotee the highest perfectional stage of the conjugal relationship enriched by many sentiments gives the maximum relishable mellow to the devotee so every dasya sakhya what is that sorry shanta dasya sakhya vatsalya have increasing uh, sentiments but uh, madhurya has all varieties of sentiments see just like the different elements of the panchabhuta the air the uh, air sorry ether air fire water and earth is the five elements and to perceive the variety is increasing with each um progressive material element for example in many times i have told this the ether can be appreciated only by the ear because of the traveling of sound air can be appreciated by two of our senses sound and touch so there are more characteristics to air which makes us appreciate air even more i mean even more closely we can relate with air even more closely um then fire can be experienced by sound by touch because it's hot and by sight we can actually see 
air we cannot see ether we cannot see uh, but eyes uh, fire we can see so now three senses can be used to perceive fire so there is more uh, characteristics to fire more dimensions in 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 more than one way we can understand fire then comes water which has sound which has feeling which has touch which has sight and which has taste now tongue also comes into play so four senses can appreciate water and earth apart from the four also smell so all the five senses can appreciate uh, the earth and different ways there are so many different tastes and smells and so many things so um, similarly the shantaras this the means to appreciation of the lord or um, then the next dasaras which is servitorship to the lord and then sakyaras which is friendship with the lord vatsalaras parental love for the lord and madhuraras which is conjugal love for the lord so each of them have increasing tastes increasing dimensions increasing sentiments and it it reaches its pinnacle of perfection in the parakya madhuraras which is so called paramour love with krishna and that too in radharani who is the topmost so that highest thing krishna wanted to relish that's why he came as chaitanya mahaprabhu adoration servitorship friendship parental affection and conjugal love are the five primary relationships with krishna the highest professional stage of the conjugal relationship enriched by many sentiments gives the maximum relishable mellow to the devotee the lord appears in different incarnations as a fish tortoise and boar as parshuram lord rama buddha and so on to reciprocate the different appreciations of living entities in different stages of evolution that means by this we can understand that even when he came as a matsya that means a fish in the water also appreciated the beauty of the of this supreme fish from this we can understand from this statement we can understand of course the humans can understand humans i mean the markandeya rishi was there and he appreciated the beauty and by hearing of the matsya pastime we can appreciate some of the you know his pastimes and beauty but even the different stages of evol- stages of evolution the fish they themselves appreciated the beauty and the magnificent size of the matsya avatar and the tortoise all the aquatics must have amphibians they must have also appreciated it's not only the humans so we can't even realize these things what the lord is doing how he is he has he okay he has come as a tortoise and bore the mandara mountain on his back and the churning of milk ocean was going on asuras and devas and all that thing was big drama was going on but while all was, all that was going on the aquatics and the amphibians they were also delivered when they saw the attractive features of the lord hmm because they are also after all who they are also living entities and that is exhibited that was exhibited by chaitanya mahaprabhu when he went to jharkhand forest he was chanting and all the tigers the elephants the snakes the lions the the deer the the, the hyenas and the, everybody came together and danced in spiritual ecstasy forgot their enmity completely so the lord is capable of attracting all species of life we should never forget that and chaitanya mahaprabhu personally in 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 one form he has you know attracted everybody because everybody is a part and parcel even the tiger how ferocious it may be even it is just a part and parcel of the lord he is in now that kind of condition because he, because of the mores of material nature of ignorance and passion mostly ignorance actually so 
that's why he's so ferocious the lion the hyenas they so horrible they seem so vicious but you know they are actually parts and parcels of the lord now they are in such horrible conditions but the lord inspires even them in devotion same so when he came as a fish tortoise and boar to reciprocate the different appreciations of living entities in different stages of evolution the conjugal relationship of amorous love called parakyaras is the unparalleled perfection of love exhibited by lord krishna and his devotees a class of so called devotees known as sahajiyas try to imitate the lord's pastimes although they have no understanding of the amorous love and his expansions of pleasure potency their superficial imitation can create havoc on the path of on the path for the advancement of one's spiritual relationship with the lord material sex indulgence can never be equated with spiritual love which is an unadulterated goodness the activities of the sahajiyas simply lower one deeper into the material contamination of the senses and mind Krishna's transcendental pastimes display eternal servitorship to Adhokshaja, the Supreme Lord, who is beyond all conception through material senses. You see? Krishna's transcendental pastimes display eternal servitorship to Adhokshaja, which is transcendental to all conception through material senses. <clears throat> Materialistic conditioned souls do not understand the transcendental exchanges of love. but they like to indulge in sense gratification in the name of devotional service the activities of the supreme lord can never be understood by the by irresponsible persons who think the pastimes of radha and krishna to be ordinary affairs the rasa dance is arranged by krishna's internal potency yogamaya and it is beyond the grasp of the materially affected person they cannot understand trying to throw mud into transcendence with their perversity the sahajiyas misinterpret the sayings tatparatvena nirmalam and tatparo bhavet by misinterpreting tadrshi krida they want to indulge in sex while pretending to imitate lord krishna but one must actually understand the import of the words through the intelligence of the authorized goswamis shreela narottamdas thakur in his prayers to the goswamis has explained his inability to understand such spiritual affairs it's not that he was actually unable unable but he was teaching us um, taking the role of a conditioned soul we are not un- we are not able to understand so you have to first of all surrender to rupa and raghunath rupa raghunath pade hoibe akuti kabe hama bujhabo se jugal pirti so when i when i shall be eager to understand the literature given by the goswamis then i shall be able to understand the transcendental love affairs of radha and krishna so first i must first of all read the books given by goswamis in our case shri prabhupad who is representative of the six goswamis in other words unless one is trained under the disciplic succession of the goswamis one cannot understand radha and krishna the conditioned souls are naturally averse to understand the spiritual existence of the lord and if they try to know the transcendental nature of the lord's pastimes while they remain absorbed in materialism they are sure to blunder like the sahajiyas very very important भवेत् क्रिया विधिलिन शैइह कॉय कर्तव्य अवश्य ए अन्यथा प्रत्यवाय हियर द वर्ड्स हियर द यूज ऑफ द वर्ड भवेत् व्हिच इज इन द इंपरेटिव मूड टेल्स अस दैट दिस सर्टेनली मस्ट बी डन नॉन कॉम्प्लायंस वुड बी अबैंडनमेंट ऑफ ड्यूटी व्हाट इज दिस भवेत् व्हाट व्हाट इज वी टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस इज द वर्स अनुग्रहाय भक्तानां मानुषं देहमाश्रितः भजते तादृशीः क्रीडा याह श्रुत्वा तत्परो भवेत् krishna manifests his eternal human like form 
manusham deham ashritaha and performs his pastimes to show mercy to the devotees having heard such pastimes yaha shrutva tat paro bhavet bhavet means one must become so this bhavet is being explained now so having heard such pastimes one should engage in service to him so this bhavet means should one must become so that is being explained here भवेत् क्रिया विधिलिन शे इह कोय कर्तव्य अवश्य ए अन्यथा प्रत्यवाय हियर द वर्ड यूज द वर्ड भवेत व्हिच इज इन द इंपरेटिव मोड टेल्स अस दैट दिस सर्टेनली मस्ट बी डन दैट मींस वन मस्ट एंगेज इन कृष्णा सर्विस नॉन कंप्लायंस वुड बी अबैंडनमेंट ऑफ ड्यूटी मींस इफ यू डोंट एंगेज इन कृष्णा सर्विस दैट इज अबैंडनमेंट ऑफ आवर ड्यूटी दिस परपोर्ट दिस इंपरेटिव इज एप्लीकेबल टू प्योर डिवोटीज Neophytes will be able to understand these affairs only after being elevated by regulated devotional service under the expert guidance of the spiritual master. Then they too will be competent to hear of the love affairs of Radha and Krishna. As long as one is in material conditioned life, strict discipline is required in the matter of moral and immoral activities. The absolute world is transcendental and free from such distinctions because there inebriety is not possible. Hmm. Here Yes, moral principles are all to be strictly followed in the material world. Now, we cannot say that Prabhu, I am a devotee now. I can give up all moral principles. I can give up my wife, or the wife can uh, saying I can give up my husband. No, 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 no. Uh, but in this material world, uh, a sexual appetite necessitates distinction between moral and immoral conduct. Why there is distinction between moral and immoral conduct? Because there is a sexual appetite, and too much indulgence in that sexual appetite. is immoral and regulated version of the sexual appetite that is considered moral but actually sexual appetite itself is a disease kamam hridrogam whether illicit or illicit whether is legitimate or illegitimate sex sex is a disease sexual appetite but that is natural in this material world because of our presence of the material body so regulated sexual affairs is done within marriage for procreation but irregulated uh, life sexual life that is immoral so therefore this demarcation of moral and immoral principles have come about because there is a sexual appetite uh, that is the reason why there is moral and immoral principles but when one has transcended the sexual appetite one is only attracted by krishna then he transcends these um, these distinctions moral and immoral especially in relation with krishna and that's why running to krishna leaving aside so called husband by the gopis is not at all immoral they have transcended all so called moral and immoral principles of the material life you see so therefore it is said as long as one is in material condition life strict discipline is required in the matter of moral and immoral activities the absolute world is transcendental and free from such distinctions because there inebriety is not possible or fault is not possible because but in this material world a sexual appetite necessitates distinction between moral and immoral conduct there are no sexual activities in the spiritual world the transactions between lover and beloved in the spiritual world are pure transcendental love and unadulterated bliss one who has not been attracted by the transcendental beauty of rasa will certainly be dragged down into material attraction thus to act in material contamination and progress to the darkest region of hellish life 
But by understanding the conjugal love of Radha and Krishna, one is freed from the grip of attraction of so material so-called love between man and woman. Similarly, one who understands the pure parental love of Nanda and Yashoda for Krishna will be saved from being dragged into material parental affection. See, not only the okay, the gopis, they have this conjugal affairs with Krishna. By actually understanding Radha and Krishna pastimes, we will lose attraction for so-called conjugal relationship between man and woman in this material world. Similarly, by understanding the real relationship of Nanda and Yashoda as parents of Krishna, we will lose our attraction for this so-called parental love in this material world. Because here, it ultimately ends in frustration. Sometimes, you know, the pa parents, they raise up the children, you know, and when the child grows up, he turns against the parents. That is frustration. But that doesn't ever happen in Krishna's case. Even if <clears throat> in this material world, the child is very obedient until the end of life, the parent can never uh, be with the child all his life or, or her life. After some time, the, the boy or the girl will get married and then they have their own family and then that same closeness, the same proximity, the same affection is no more there. It, although, yes, daughter or son or something, it's no more the same when they have their own families. And... Ultimately, there is death which separates us. The, the relationship is totally broken. So, either by disagreement or by some circumstance like they having their own families and marriage and everything or by death, this relationship is going to be dwindled. Is, is going to be, is, is, will dwindle and dwindle and vanish one day. So, that same affection cannot be harbored. So, but if we understand that Yashoda and Krishna relationship, it will never be gone. It's eternal. So, when one understands this parental affection, then one will lose all uh, parental, I mean, attraction for parental affection in this material world. So, that's, that is said here. Similarly, one who understands the pure parental love of Nanda and Yashoda for Krishna will be saved from being dragged into material parental affection. Mm. <laughs> what is dragged into material parental affection? Well, you ask the parents who have children. Mm how troublesome it is right from the birth the child cries and cries and the parents don't know what the child wants and the parents cannot sleep starting from there itself all the way they're full of problems um, of course there is affection that affection causes us to you know uh, have relationship with the children and train them and everything but actually it's if you consider it, it is full of pain and for that, maintaining the children, maintaining their education, the parents have to work hard day and night and they can't really spend time with the children because they're spend spending their time working. So, it's, 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 it's a lot of pain actually in this material world and ultimately it's all going to be ending, you know. So, it's, uh, <laughs> that's why when one really sees this real thing in this material world, in the name of so-called parental love, what goes on here is full of suffering. There is a nice verse in the Mukundamala um, Stotra. 11th verse, you see. Bhavajaladigatanam. Sorry. Bhavajaladigatanam. Dvandavata hatanam. Sutta duhitra. Kalatra. Tranabharaditanam. Vishama vishayatoye. <coughs> Majjatama plavanam bhavati sharanam eko vishnupoto naranam. 
The people in this vast ocean of birth and death are being blown about by the winds of material dualities. As they flounder in the perilous waters of sense indulgence with no boat to help them, they are sorely distressed by the needs to protect their sons, daughters and wives. Only the boat that is Lord Vishnu can save them. Like you see, if, you know, when a daughter goes out, you know, parents are always worried. Oh, is she safe? Uh, is, is she safe? Or, you know, is she alright? So, so much fear, so much... I mean, every second is full of fear, but we, we have this... Because of Maya, we think it is affection, we think it is so-called love and everything. It's actually full of suffering. But when Yashoda, you know, is afraid of Krishna being killed by the demons and, you know, she always is worried for Krishna, that is totally different. Just like... That fear is not the same as the same uh, the parents' fear here. Just like the so-called immoral activities of the gopis are not immoral at all. Similarly, the fear of Mother Yashoda is not at all fear. It appears like fear in this material world. Again, it is activity of Yoga Maya. Same, same thing. It Just like the gopis, it looks like immoral uh, girls. They look like immoral girls from the material point of view. But they are not immoral. It is a perfect morality. Similarly, Yashoda's fear for Krishna, oh, some demon will, you know, kill or, you know, uh, when Kaliya was, you know, uh, took Krishna down into the waters and Yashoda fainted. So, that is because of her separation from Krishna. That is her affection for Krishna that she cannot bear to see him in any way compromised. Hmm. So, that increases her love. That ecstasy is even more than when she actually sees him and she can embrace him. Of course, she likes to embrace him. But when she is seeing him in danger, that increases her love even more, many, many millions of times more. So that is not the same fear uh, as, as it appears in the parental affection of this material world. So therefore, if you carefully study, carefully study all these things technically, uh, we see that it is totally of a different quality. This, although it is all these relationships look like similar to the relationships of the material world. If you analyze the material relationships, it's full of suffering. Whereas there, it is full of transcendental bliss, unadulterated transcendental bliss. Although it looks like seemingly materially immoral or materially fearing or materially, you know, uh, familiarity in the case of friendship, it's actually all pure love for the Lord. Like friend, you know, friends of Krishna, they climbed on him and said, Who are you? Who, what kind of powerful boy are you? Eh, I am more powerful than you. Look, l- let us fight. And then they defeat him. And then they become, yes, you see. Uh, so, like that, you know, they, <laughs> it's so-called pride. It's so-called familiarity with the Lord. It's so-called disrespect for the Lord. But it's not actually disrespect. Because they know that Krishna wants this from us. They fight with Krishna and they defeat Krishna because they know... That Krishna wants to be defeated. Anukulyan Krishna Nusilanam Bhakti Ruttama. A devotee means Anukulyanam. He has to serve Krishna favorably. When Bhishma Dev was shooting arrows at Krishna, he was not, not trying to kill Krishna. He is trying to serve Krishna by those arrows. Because Krishna has a relationship with Bhishma Dev in the, in the chivalrous relationship. Chivalry means, you know, like a warrior. You know, like sometimes. Uh, boxing, you know, for example, boxing. 
you know they fight in the ring like anything and then after the match they embrace each other they appreciate oh that was a good fight you know they appreciate so a warrior will appreciate another warrior so krishna is appreciating the 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 valiant the valiance of bhishma dev the expertise of bhishma dev in archery and his his bravery in fighting and so because to help krishna even more anukulena to increase their feeling in krishna so therefore he even shot those arrows at krishna um and they those were counted as flowers for krishna whereas the demons also released arrows on krishna but krishna cut those arrows and cut the demons head also but he did not cut bhishma dev's head why a different of difference of mood uh, so the devotees they know how to please krishna oh krishna wants me to uh, insult him the the friends oh what kind of a powerful man, boy are you or what kind of power oh you may have cre- killed all these big big demons uh they are all weak people uh, what kind of a, some snake you have killed you know some water snake you know some some horse you know what is that or some you know bull or you know some donkey you have killed uh, come on you face me if you have any guts i will defeat you and don't be too proud that you know you can kill all these demons therefore you are the strongest i will defeat you why they can speak like this to krishna if we speak like that to krishna will go to hell but where they can they have the audacity to speak like that because they know krishna wants this from us krishna enjoys being insulted like that so called by his devotees only not by the demons he loves being chastised or chided or you know so called humiliated in front of his friends uh, he likes that so that um, and they also do this to satisfy him and they actually always think of him always think of they cannot live without krishna sometimes they arrange games and you know krishna he he you know because they they neglect him you know and so he he will just uh, he will just you know like oh, they are neglecting me you know what is this you know he is like that and his friends say don't don't look at him don't look at him he is just wanting attention we will play we will play he is thinking that without him we cannot play huh? we will play and show him we will show him huh? that we can play without him and we can play better than him Uh, and they are playing you know and they are you know fighting and all this but actually all of the cowherd boys always looking at krishna only they cannot forget him and krishna is also you know, you know everybody is you know um, neglecting me you know he is also playing that part <laughs> and then uh, he starts to you know like so called cry and all the cowherd boys immediately come to him no 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 please 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 come 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 so in this way is actually only loving affairs it's just to increase the love so all the so called pastimes happen these are all you know <laughs> so when we actually try to understand these things it is totally different from material friendship totally different from material parental love totally different from material conjugal love totally different from material servitorship here a slave has to suffer in the hands of the master hanuman is a slave of lord ram he enjoys being a slave of lord ram he takes pride in saying that ram dut hanuman hmm his pride he is proud in saying that Uh, how can you be proud of being a slave but hanuman was that means his slavery is different from an ordinary slave in this material world here the slave suffers hanuman was always enjoying bliss therefore every relationship that exists with the lord the relation here is a perverted reflection and is full of suffering and if we analyze both together the world of difference universe of difference see this is the family here 
parental so called parental affection uh, one is sorely distressed by the need to protect their sons daughters and wives only the boat that is lord vishnu can save them and uh, another verse you see the next verse um 13th verse trishnato ye madana pavano dhutamohor mimale daravarte tanaya sahaja graha sangha kulecha samsarakhe mahati jaladhau ब्रदर्सूल्स sharks and other sea monsters that is the so called affection here in this material world oh giver of all benedictions please grant me a place on the boat of devotion that is your lotus feet and another place uh one second hmm you see this अथ च यौटुंबिका दारापत्याद दिस इज एक्चुअली नॉट आई थिंक दिस नॉट अ वर्स यू नो इट्स लाइक अ प्रोज सी इफ इट इज वर्स अथ च यौटुंबिका दारापत्याद अथ च no this is so is actually not athacha yatra kautumbika darapatyadayo namna karmana vrikasrigala vrikasrigala evan evanichato api kadaryasya kutumbina urana uranakavat samrakshyamanam mishatopi haranti you see this my dear king <coughs> family members in this material world material world go under the names of wife and children but actually they behave like tigers and jackals <laughs> these are very harsh words for a materialist but <coughs> if we see from the spiritual point of view um you know wife and children they behave like tigers and jackals this is for materialistic people spiritually it's different anyway You see, oh my dear king, family members in this material world go under the names of wife and children, but actually they behave like tigers and jackals. Vrika srigala. A herdsman tries to protect his sheep to the best of his ability, but the tigers and foxes take them away by force. Similarly, although a miserly man wants to guard his money very carefully, his family members take away all his assets forcibly, even though he is very vigilant. You know, man is herding. Uh, you know. Uh, man is earning the money hard earned money and the wife says uh, let's go shopping <coughs> what happens money gone i'm mean, just giving one example and the man is thinking oh this is uh, darling you know my darling yes 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 he will in fact give his wallet to the wife give the credit card to the wife you you shop whatever you want so called love but <coughs> actually his hard earned hard earned money gone That's why there is another verse, you know, eight twenty-two 
किमात्मे न जहाति कंडीशन And what is the use of family, home, country, and community? Attachment for them merely wastes the valuable energy of one's lifetime. Then, if all these things are useless, why these things are there? Well, these things are there for us to understand. Um, of course, we because we we have material desires. One may need a wife, one needs children, and all that. But one has to regulate all these things. And, like you see. What is the use of family, home, com- country, and community? Now, but if there is a community of devotees, ah, that is useful. So ordinary materialistic community, yes, that is you know waste. But if the family members, if they are devotees, ah, that is useful. But of course, one should not get attached to the family members, but you get attached to Krishna. But that is at least useful. Everybody can engage in. In fact, the only purpose of having a family is to make them devotees. That should be the only purpose. So. All these things can be spiritualized if Krishna is in the center. But without Krishna, this is the thing. You know, what is the body? What is the use of this material body? Huh? So we can say like that. But this human body is another verse. It is stated, oh, full of. Uh, it's a great benediction, human body. But here it is said, what is the use of material body? So how can we understand these contradictions? The contradiction. There is no contradiction. Without Krishna consciousness, what is the use of this body? but with krishna consciousness yes this human body is very very valuable and one must keep it healthy and engaging in the, engage it in the service of the lord and human body human brain is capable of understanding god we can understand god in this human life so therefore this body is valuable therefore if we had a dog's body cat's body we cannot understand god but human life we can so it's very very valuable why we should say it is uh, no use but if it is employed materially then what is the use what is the use of family members what is the use of you know uh, wife and children and all this community and all this kind but if everything is engaged in krishna service uh, everything then becomes valuable everything is a zero every material thing is a zero 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 even if you add million zeros it is zero, the value is still the same zero but if you add one at the left of all these zeros oh all these zeros will have immense value now six zeros put together a zero but there is a one in, in, in to the left of the six zeros it becomes 1 million immensely more valuable than a zero infinitely more valuable than a zero so and the more the zeros the more the value increases in connection with krishna but without krishna everything is zero what is the use of having nine zeros but when if there is a one oh, all these nine zeros now have immense values they equal to billion is it so like that <clears throat> so similarly one who understands the pure parental love of nanda and yashoda for krishna will be saved from being dragged into material parental affection if one if one accepts krishna as a supreme friend the attraction of material friendship will be finished for him and he will not be dismayed by so called friendship with mundane wranglers 
if he is attracted by servitorship to Krishna, he will no longer have to serve the material body. Sorry. Yeah. He will no longer have to serve the material body in the degraded status of material existence with the false hope of becoming master in the future. See, here now, in this world, <coughs> one becomes a servant and then he hopes to become a master in the future. He wants to get promoted and become master. Like, when one joins a company, like today's Google CEO is Sundar Pichai. When he joined Google, he did not join a CEO. He was a some, you know, software developer, you know, like, in the one of the teams. But then, he worked his way up and became now the master of Google. So, the yesterday's servant will become today's master if he is a good servant initially. So, that is the aim to become a master. So, that is a problem because in the spiritual world one becomes a servant not to become a master in the future no he becomes a servant to become even more more and more and more servant he wants to become the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant uh, that is real servitorship and he gets bliss with that it's not that he is suffering like a slave you know hmm. so <clears throat> next Similarly, one who sees the greatness of Krishna in neutrality will certainly never again seek the so-called relief of impersonalist or voidist philosophy. If one is not attracted by the transcendental nature of Krishna, one is sure to be attracted to material enjoyment, thus to become, impl thus to become implicated in the clinging network of virtuous and sinful activities and to continue material existence by transmigrating from one body to another, one material body to another. Only in Krishna consciousness can one achieve the highest perfection of life. I think you know what? We will stop here. Because it's already way past 10. Uh, I thought of doing 29 to 54, but I only did 7 verses today. But um, it is important that we understand these things um, carefully because this is very very high subject matter and I'm also not qualified to talk about these things but therefore we have to be very careful in approaching the subject matter with full caution and proper understanding and not mix it up with material understanding so yeah so we will go through the questions and after that we will wrap up the session any questions that you have yeah some questions I think all by Bhakta Virendra yeah First question by Bhakta Virendra. How Yoga Maya Shakti affect different types of devotees in Vaikuntha planet and in topmost Golokadham? Does Lakshmi Narayan in Vaikuntha and Radharani engage a devotee in eternal service of Krishna based on various rasas? Yes. You know, I am not an expert at how Yoga Maya you know, does all these things in Vaikuntha and Goloka, but Mahatmanastumam Partha Daivim Prakriti Mahashrita. Bhagavad Gita, Krishna has said in 9th chapter that all my devotees are under the protection of yoga maya when a devotee is very much very much advanced then yoga maya inspires him in even more ways by making him forget the greatness of krishna and by making him forget him his own position as a servant of krishna and thereby more intimate pastimes become possible but even the vaikuntha devotees they are also under yoga maya only everybody is under yoga maya just like Maya, Mahamaya in this material world is, even Brahma is under Maya and the ant in the, or the worm in the stool is also in Maya. But the degree of Maya, the degree of illusion, the degree of 
bewilderment one is under that differs but all are under maya but brahma is almost completely out of maya of course in our case is a pure devotee is completely out of maya but that position of brahma or any demigod he is still in maya natadasti prithivyam va divi deveshu va punaha prakriti jayar muktam what is that ಮಾಯ but how much degree of covering of maya brahma is almost completely uncovered but still little bit covering is there and then the demigods they are more covered the human beings even more covered animals more covered trees even more covered fish are the worst so in this way degree of covering this is going down and down and down and down so in the in the this is mahamaya yoga maya the covering of yoga maya is there on all devotees it increases its influence in the more intimate devotees more advanced devotees and it makes them forget their position totally <coughs> and it gives rise to the highest perfection whereas mahamaya's covering will give us the, the gives uh, gives rise to the lowest um, i mean condemnation lowest uh, status of life worst suffering whereas the yogamaya covering will give us greatest bliss that is the difference anything that is high in the reality is low in the reflection like the tree when there is a tree the highest part of the tree huh in the reflection it is the lowest part in the reflection so the gopis love for krishna is the highest so in this material world the reflection of that which is the you know uh, illicit sexual affairs is the lowest form of is the most abominable thing in the material world but in the spiritual world it is the highest because it's a perverted reflection right that's why so yeah so whether in vaikuntha or in vrajadham everybody is under the yoga maya based on their different rasas that is explained in the brahma samhita 555 i guess ಯಂ ಕ್ರೋಧ ಕಾಮ ಸಹಜ ಪ್ರಣಯಾಧಿಭೀತಿ ವಾತ್ಸಲ್ಯ ಮೋಹ ಗುರು ಗೌರವ ಸೇವ್ಯ ಭಾವೈ ಸಂಚಿತ್ಯ ಸದೃಶೀ ಸಂಚಿತ್ಯ ತದೃಶೀ ತನುಮಾಪುರೇತೆ ಗೋವಿಂದಮಾಧಿಪುರುಷಂ ತಮಹಂ ಭಜಾಮಿ ಐ ಅಡೋ ದ ಪ್ರೈಮಿವಲ್ ಲಾಡ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ದ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಬೈ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ದ ಸ್ವೇ ಆಫ್ ರ್ಯಾಥ್ ಆಮರಸ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ನ್ಯಾಚುರಲ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ಲಿ ಲವ್ ಫಿಯರ್ ಪ್ಯಾರೆಂಟಲ್ ಅಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಡೆಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ರೆವರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿಲಿಂಗ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ attain to bodily forms befitting the nature of their contemplation so they get their um, accordingly their bodies in the spiritual world so next question uh next question by bhakta virendra many times i feel why i am in this miserable material world prabhu ji give us a formula to return back home back to godhead chan hari krishna what else you want you want some other secret chan hari krishna what is the next question bhagwan word is original sanskrit word which should which should be used instead of lord lord is a english word then why did shri prabhupada translate the whole bhagavad gita into english he should have said no no this is a trans- sanskrit book so it should be only in sanskrit 
प्लीज यू नो हैव सम आई मीन व्हाट इज व्हाट काइंड ऑफ आर्गुमेंट इज दिस व्हाई वी कैन नॉट यूज लॉर्ड इज देन व्हाई डिड प्रभुपाद यूज लॉर्ड कृष्णा व्हाई द ब्लेसड लॉर्ड सेड यू नो सो मेनी टाइम लॉर्ड सुप्रीम लॉर्ड यू नो लेट इज नॉट बी टू स्मार्ट लेट इज दिस फॉलो वॉट शिल प्रभुपाद इज गिवन एज आई विल बी गुड डिवोटिस then next question me bhakta virendra what is relationship between tulsi devi and bhakti devi why are bhakti unto bhagwan krishna is incomplete without tulsi offering i think we have done in uh, dedicated series about tulsi maharani um there we can understand you know tulsi is very dear to krishna uh, she is most dearest gopi and uh, <coughs> next oh Radhika Sakhi Mata ji has found a verse from Stavamala which is dhara yes okay you know what chitra kavitvani from stavamala yes this is the verse wow thank you so much okay let's see this verse from rupa goswami wow this is so good okay finally okay one second one second i'll put it up on the screen okay धरे धराधर धरम धाराधर धुरारुधम धीर धीराराधर धीर धीर आर राधाधि रोधम राधा धुरंधरम वाओ सच ए ब्यूटीफुल वर्स धरे धराधर धरम धाराधर धुरारुधम धीर धीर आर राधाधि Rodham Radha Dhurandharam On the hill Ernest Radha worshipped On the hill Ernest Radha worshipped the supreme lord who lifted Govardhan hill checked the great rains and stopped the anguish of the devotees Beautiful ha Dhare dharadhara dharam dharadhara dhurarudham dhira dhir araradhadhi Rodham Radha Dhurandharam. It's a tongue, tongue twister, in fact. But you see, only there is a dha and a ra. That's it. Dha and ra. Only two syllables. I mean, only two alphabets and the whole verse. How beautiful you see by Rupa Goswami. So. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, there is some one more question. Bhakta Virendra, are Lord Krishna's queens in Dwarka are in Swakya Madhurya Ras? Yes, Swakya Madhurya Ras is uh, accepting the Lord as one's husband, like wedded wife. Whereas Parakya is unwedded. So actually, everybody is wedded because Pati. Everybody is Pati is Krishna, but that sentiment by the influence of Yoga Maya that causes the Parakya Bhava. Um, we will learn more about this in the coming sessions but uh, yeah this is the thing all right i think that is the end of the session thank you very much for coming on and uh, thank you for all the references also this is a beautiful verse in fact need to memorize this <laughs> so
so yeah so we will see you again on monday with the amm session and on wednesday again with bhagavad gita class and all that regular program hare krishna shri chaitanya charitamrita ki jai shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai krishna das kavraj goswami ki jai shad goswami ki jai shri prabhupad ki jai anant kodi vaishnav vrind ki jai nithai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna